back to Drop Frames. This is episode 295 here on the 1st of December. That's on you. Well, I mean, I could fix that unless you want to just... Yeah, that works. Oh, God, our shoulders are touching. Oh, oh, stop it. This is all my doing. This is my fault. I'm taking my shoulder. Just don't... Oh my God, that mug is the most fucking precious thing I've ever seen in my entire existence. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, oh. That, that drink must be way too sweet. That's too. Uh oh. Hold on, he he's get... going to vomit. He'll yeah, what is he? Is he going to vomit or is he going to get like his goatsy cup to balance this out? Like, what's happening right now? Oh, God. I don't know. By the way, funny, funny story about Goatsy. Yes, I have one. Uh, Rami messaged me this morning and asked if we were into NFTs because viewers from Drop Frames keep asking him what's wrong with NFTs. And so he thought that we were sponsored. And uh, I told him we are. Uh, we have an NFT of Zeke Goatseying the stream. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one. It's we have no. We have, it's the only NFTs. one. That's it. We're, we're into NFTs. Yes. And that one NFT will be going up for auction at the end of the year. Yes. And um, I'm thinking once it sells, we could probably all three buy palatial estates. I think so. Maybe small countries, islands. Something like that. Something like that. I think so. Yes. Uh, No, I went to my, I went to the, uh, my closet to get, because I wanted to compete with the grossness of that cup. Okay. That wholesome, wholesome grossness. And because I got this made. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Someone made that for me. Beautiful. It's my my poodle dad shirt. It's pretty good. Was that taken on stream or where is that photo even from? It's outside. It's from outside. From our backyard. It's pretty good. It's great. It is fantastic. It's a good shirt. It's a good shirt. I don't know if I... We have like a family photo hung in the... I'm not going to go get that down from like the fireplace though. That's probably the cheesiest thing we have. I don't have a coffee cup, unfortunately. I drink out of a girl boss coffee cup. Okay, I've got my priorities straight. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've got. Uh, anyways, we should probably talk about video games. Before we do, though, we do have a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I think I've mentioned this a couple times on my stream. I don't know. Co uh, might have. I'm not sure. And Zeke, you might have as well. Uh, but we're coming up on 2022. Uh, and we started kicking around the idea of just things that we want to do with the show, changes that we want to do with the show. Uh, we have a bunch of things that uh, we're, I don't think we're ready to talk about just yet in terms of uh, structure and stuff like that um, and some small changes. Nothing's really going to change too much, but we are going to change the date that this show happens uh, or the day, I should say, not the date, uh, that this show happens every week. And that is going to be on Sundays. Sunday, Sunday. We're going to move the show to Sundays. I think at the same time. What? Why didn't you tell me this before the show, JP? I can't believe you would do that. Here's the thing. You already have your stand in if you say no. So it's really not a It's it's fine either way. Come on to Sunday or we'll print on the other guy. Jesus. (laughs) That's not true. Also, Zeke, to show you actually a little bit of love for that uh, Savage Burn from Co. Yeah. Uh, yeah. anytime I would mention that on the stream, everyone in chat would be like, well, what about Zeke? What about Indy Sunday? So right. they know, right? You got, you got, uh, they know it's going to be a different day. I think is what you planned. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this, uh, the, the reason why I, I, I wasn't like, I was, I, I was actually encouraging about moving the day to Sunday is because, uh, that it makes my week line up very nicely now. Same. 
I I can have I can keep keep my Mondays off because um, I like having a weekday off because I need to go out into the world and do things you know like <laughs> with businesses open yeah um, so having Mondays off is great uh, it's usually a slow stream day anyway um, when I have broadcasted on Mondays but also uh, it I can I I'm just gonna move Indie Sunday to Saturday there you go. it's gonna be Indie Saturday Indie Saturday totally fine and so it'll be having tuesday wednesday thursday friday uh all all in a row of just mainstream days indie saturday drop frames lines up perfectly for me yeah Co. yeah for me um i you know as as my audience knows i tend to do like uh the bulk of my kind of big release streaming and stuff during the week and also like a lot of big releases are on tuesday which I frequently will do like big, big, you know, streams on Tuesdays. And then I go into Wednesdays and now I have a full day to continue that kind of stuff. Also, frankly, having more weekday afternoons for me is much better uh, as the dad thing. Since more, more stuff that may need my attention with the kids happens during the week. Yeah. We, we appreciate y'all's understanding. It's going to be weird. There's going to be growing pains, but it's always recorded. So, you know, you can always watch it whenever you want to. You can, you can still watch your show on Wednesdays. It's fine. We don't listen to chat anyway. So it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, you can have your own little drop frames Wednesday. That's true. That's true. Also, I I, I didn't even realize. Are your kids in school yet? How old are your kids? What What's going yeah. on over there? Well, okay. What, so, so are, they, are you taking them to school or picking them up preschool. yet? Uh, mostly my wife is. Okay. Um, I, I have not started that, but I'm going to be, especially if we ever get to a point where they're going to different schools. So um, right now, my son, Rowan, who is four is in preschool weird and uh yeah kai is two he's not yet going there and then asher is coming up on three months two and a half months now almost three wild wild yeah 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 it's it's crazy yeah what oh did we that's, that's i remember when you had zero yeah i think right. we are going to do same time yeah. we could push up to my normal start time but that's 9 a.m for zeke and i already do that to jesse and bronze and they fucking hate me so i don't want zeke to show up <laughs> <laughs> 9 I've been doing this show longer. I'm more important than those two assholes. You should... We don't look time. to be honest. That show rarely starts on time, anyways, because they're so fucking tired. So yeah, we'll keep it. At, we'll keep it at 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Even though I think Zeke's okay. in Mountain Time now, so it's not that early for him. It would be one no, hour. No, no. This, this is this is this is my normal start time. It oh, lines okay. up perfectly. Well, there you go. This Perfect. I, Let's do that. I start there my streams go. at 10 a.m. Pacific every day. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then uh, across the board. for me, it makes sense because now I can do JPNN and trailer time Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and not like rehash a lot of the news that we do on drop frames on Wednesdays anyways. So it kind of worked for all of our schedules, uh, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll we'll see how that works. And if if it doesn't work, hey, we can always just change things. There's nothing set in stone. That's that's uh, we're all very flexible, which is good. But that will not happen until uh, our first show in 2022, which will be the game of the year show on January 2nd. Which will be uh, this first Sunday of uh, the new year. So, game games of my the new year. Studio. Games of the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, are you going to do one of those things where you try to put? Are you going to build a studio in two days, or like move your studio in two days, or is it going to be ready to move into? So right now we we have basically done like the framing's up, the rough end is done, the insulation's up, the drywall's up, the drywall's been sanded, the, the roof is in. Having to, having to add electrical to the roof and then over the next two weeks is painting framing and they're going to build all the stuff inside so okay. i I'm, I'm hoping 
Yeah, I'm hoping to be in the new studio by January 1st. That's what we're <laughs> shooting for as well. Um, well, you know, we'll see. Yeah, and I've already been seeing people ask about it. The reason my mic sounds so weird is I'm basically in a giant hollow room. <laughs> like, there's there's nothing going on in here. I mean, y'all should see this ghetto. See my soundproofing in here? Like, this, this it's just literally like just like painted. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It's just a giant empty Wait. room. Do you have soundproofing in front of you? No, none. Well, no, behind I do a few, but not oh, much. Okay. So, yeah, but the, the room is also weird because it's like got straight walls into a top into like a curve. And so it's like, it's just, it's weird. The whole thing's weird. It's all weird. Angles, man. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's yeah. terrible. But anyway, um, and all this should be changed in the new uh, office. I'm very excited to move in. It's, it's hopefully going to be a lot better. Yeah. Well, then we'll also have that uh for whatever that is and i think uh community vote <clears throat> will be happening again um looks like i think we're testing that this week we should be good good to go and uh, start promoting that next week uh for the community vote so uh that's whenever we kind of get that stuff ironed out 100 so should be sometime next week <clears throat> zeke i saw i saw well, the mouth thinking i saw that I... It was was your, was your brain was your mouth moving no, faster than your brain? Sure, I wasn't <laughs> sure how far you were going to move away from Co changing his office because I had an office oh. like thing that I want to do. Yeah, uh, are I, you going to get a desk that has a, a, a tripod at the back? <laughs> I'm going to go couch. I think I'm going to go back to the couch. Oh, nice. okay. I gotta say, man, I miss that couch, dude. I had I had guests over and stuff, and uh, it was really crowded trying to put like three office chairs and like in front of a thing that's set up for you know. For one, like, and with the arms and stuff, it's like, it's so hard to, to finagle. Yeah. But I also remember, like, how much, how comfortable it was to stream from a couch. Um, But also, I have dogs now. They and can I get up the on the couch. And, and, they, and it feels like they come in, they're like, oh, your back's to us. And you have these, like, you have these arms that are, like, these high walls. Like, they, I can't get to your, you know, your flesh or whatever. I can't put my head on you. I'm like, I want my dogs to put my head on uh, their head on me while I'm streaming. That's fine. So, getting a couch, I think, is I, I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure it out. It's still pretty small in here. Yeah. And I'm still figuring out. But thankfully, this the 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 table I got to put all my shit on is a adjustable one, so mm. I can move it down to, to uh, table height or to couch height. So now, Zeke, want to. what if you had two stream rooms and you had a couch room? And a game room. Or just put them both in one room. True. Well, also, that, yeah. That would, that, would, that would make, yeah, okay. That would make three streaming rooms. Yep. Oh, right, because Katie has one. Because Katie has taken over the entire living room. That is that is her streaming room. Um, well, how'd you lose that have, bit? What, 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 you got the smaller room? The funny thing is, I put myself in here before she even moved in. Before I, you know. Did you know the living like, room was an option? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Pete, and you know why I I'm didn't pretty sure it? I'm pretty sure they sat down and they said and, and Katie was like okay so I'm clearly the more successful one so I need more room to grow um I need the larger area okay and Zeke knowing his position said absolutely right dear well <laughs> could be that's totally correct uh <laughs> well no the thing is like she doesn't stream with a green screen mm. so uh she decorates and she has like all kinds of you know different uh, animal enclosures and lights and and decorations and all that shit and I don't need any of that I just got a green screen so this room I picked this room when I moved here because it was the easiest to to screen off sure you know I didn't expect to be living with 
you know, a wife and dogs. But life happens sometimes. I like having this room as my office work. And then when I leave this, I leave this is where work happens out there. Not, and I just had a living room that wasn't doing, I wasn't doing anything in. Yeah. I had a couch and a coffee table that I never used. It just sat there. I was like, <laughs> I, I got a couch and a coffee table out in the living room because I thought I should. Like, I could have left it bare <laughs> until yeah. she moved here. Yeah. Like, no one used it. <laughs> but yeah, I want to go back to couch. I want to go back to couch. Gotta get a couch. I think that I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, for I hope I hope for a while. I hope the dogs uh feel like they can come in and hang out with me. But man, after getting a dog and not owning one for a long time, dogs they are kind of good. just become your life, dude. Don't they? It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of someone who has kids, of course, it's a good go. I mean, they're probably not you know as comparable. You know, like but. There are a lot less I think expensive. about my dogs a lot. <laughs> yeah. Wait, kids are a lot less? Oh, no, dogs are a lot less expensive. Yeah. I had to think about that first. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, my life is so much more fulfilled that I have these two puppies in my life. Not that Katie doesn't do a great job. She does. Trust me. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, to have someone to be like, oh, every time I speak to them, they're like, I'm fucking happy to see you. And I'm like, wow, every day, every day you're that happy to see me. And I, I don't, I like, I, I had to have that existed. since I was a kid. It's yeah, great. Crazy. Anyway. One sorry. thing that I've definitely learned to appreciate more than anything is the fact that with animals, <clears throat> you can set boundaries. So you, you put up a dog gate in a door, you know that that's it. Mm. That's, that's just become that dog's world. You close the door for a cat and it's like, cool, the cat's not going in that room. But watching Rowan... Every time we get a new way to keep him out of a drawer or out of a house or something, watch him just reason through it every time. He, every single time the kid levels up his lockpicking in some new form that you never expect. Yeah. And the <laughs> best part is the, the last couple times he's done it, he has actively hidden the fact that he can do it. Oof. So like at one point, like, like we, I have a kid's gate to get into my office here because I got a bunch of computers and stuff. And um, he literally, like, I caught him going in. So he, he opened it himself. It requires him pulling up, pulling something back, pushing it down, and then pushing it forward. Yeah. So it's a four-year-old. And, and I'm like, you're not supposed to be able to. So he does this. He goes inside, and he's picking something up. And then I walk up behind him, and I'm like, Rowan, you know you're not supposed to be in there. And he turns around and looks at the door, and he goes, how did that happen? He's picked up on your your sarcastic wit there. That's your doing. <laughs> I mean, I I watched from around the corner as he opened it. How did how did the what happened? That's a co-son oh. right there. That's a oh my god, dude. I'm yeah. seriously like you're four years old. This is not okay. Yeah. Where did you learn this? See, that's that. You don't even watch television. Like that, that doesn't seem that bad because right now, as the stepdad of a teenager, we slam doors. Uh, around here so much so that yeah, one of the doors that, right? uh you know is is coming off of its hinges uh if they do it a couple more times so yeah yeah i would take uh the lock picking uh <laughs> any day over replacing a fucking door but yeah you know we didn't we didn't know he knew how to get into the lock on the pantry until we found his stash of food in his room that he had been sneaking out of the pantry. Whoa. He had even told us. Whoa. Like, no, I don't know how to get in there. Pull on doorknob. No, I don't know how to get in there. No, no, not wow. at all. Yeah, yeah. My lord, dude. It's Jeez. the kid is way 
way too. I, I think he's smarter than me. I know. Part of me, I was a kid old, once, and I smarter than dude, me. I remember being a kid, and my brother would lock the door, and I would get a penny, and just put it in the little like uh, depression on the door, and spin it open, and just fling the door open, run the fuck away, because I knew I was gonna get my ass beat if he got. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was always fun. That was always That's a great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, I was playing, been playing, uh, well, I, I, I don't know if it's going to be a spoiler or not, but I'm just going to say, okay. Someone in my chat said, well, a dog or a pet, you can drop them off at the pound, right? Like, you can't do that with a kid. I'm like, you know, recently I was playing a video game where someone did just that thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're not, I mean, like a grown child just. Yeah. Can you do that? <laughs> Didn't people used to do that at a uh, like a fire uh, firehouse fire station? Isn't that a thing still where you can drop a kid off? The, there was like a baby basket like yeah. alert, like you can yeah. leave a, the baby a in thing. the basket at the fire no station. questions yeah. asked. Yeah, it was a safety yeah. thing. Like instead of injuring the kid, we will not ask any questions. Just drop them off here, and then they will take him to like a child services thing. Yeah, yeah. Chad yeah. Stanley's. I've never can. seen it, but like yeah. I've, heard, I've heard it. Crazy stuff. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk video games. Talk, talk Twitch for a little while. Uh, okay. Biggest news of the week. I don't think it's necessarily the biggest news, but it became the biggest news. Uh, Ludwig left for the old YouTube's. Uh, I'd say it is. Yeah. Funniest part of this PC gamer story is the subheadline makes it sounds like he died because he says uh, they <laughs> said he leaves behind three point one million followers. And a record for most subscribers on Twitch. So, yeah. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah. He, uh, what, what did he hit? Like 240, 247,000 or something like that on, that wow. On a sub, uh, yeah, something like that. It was a lot wow. on a subathon. It was the most of all time. I don't know what the actual number was. Oh, it was, uh, 200, 269,154 subs is what he hit on a subathon. Nice. Yeah. Uh, How did he do that? Also, I think. What was the setup for this? Like, I'm, I'm curious. It was a subathon. He just, he did one of the. He did, he was the one that did the 30 day subathon. He was the one that he did was, it first. His, yeah. Yeah. His, he was like the first person to do that. So it was a really big deal. Which, also, uh, shout out. He took the money from that and like, Donated a bunch of charity, paid his mods a bunch. Like, yeah, it's not like you just, you know, did all that and, and go. Anyway, here, here's the thing. This is really, really big news. Um, it's actually, it's huge news. And it's huge news because this is when we start seeing a one-off become a trend. So first we saw Tim the Tatman and Dr. Lupo, two huge streamers that were wooed away by YouTube. Then here we are later and we see the top, the, uh, uh, the sixth, top creator on Twitch has now also left. And everyone at YouTube is being very clear about the fact that there are more leaving soon. Yeah. Like they've all teased that. So what we're seeing for the first time is, is like with Mixer, Mixer was not ready when they did their big drop. When they got Shroud, when they got King Athalion, when they got Ninja, Mixer was not ready for that. They invited people into a house that wasn't done being built. Um, this is different with YouTube. Now, granted, the YouTube experience is significantly behind Twitch, especially, especially their web-based. Their, their mobile is a little bit more arguable, but their web-based chat and everything 
is missing a lot of features that, that Twitch people have come to really appreciate, which is one of the reasons that even now you still have people go, cool, I guess you're going to YouTube. I'm not going to watch anything. But <clears throat> what we're seeing is we're seeing YouTube start to move over people that already have YouTube presence, like Tim the Tatman, Dr. Lupo, now Ludwig. So not only are they going here and being very clear about the fact that they're there to help develop the platform, turn it into what people want from a live streaming platform, that kind of thing, but they're also not, they're going into a home that's already constructed and they're already successful in, in most cases. So it, it's, it's a much more, it's much more throwing the gauntlet between large platforms than we saw with Mixer. Um, and, and this is kind of like, this could, this could herald the first true schism that we've seen. Is Twitch going anywhere? No. No. Yeah. Is Twitch going anywhere in its, in its previous, we're obviously the top streaming platform. This is what may be the start of it. Potentially. The other thing that I will say is while I think it's, it's hard to say this without like people think I'm choosing a side, which is I, what I don't want to do, but I guess I'll just say it and whatever happens. YouTube essentially is trying to buy a live streaming service by bringing over these creators, which is completely fine. I mean, we've seen it before. And, and like you said, YouTube well, doesn't necessarily, do. uh, you know, they, they have the base because it's YouTube, but what they don't have and what they really can't have because their platform is not built for it yet. It might be in the future is you can have the, you know, the 10, the 20, the 30,000 viewer streams, but they don't have the 10 person streams. And if they do, you can't fucking find them on that platform. Uh, it's impossible to, they don't, they just, they're not built for it at the moment. And so if they could start to facilitate that, like everyone's is, is shouting from the rooftops, like, oh my God, they've got Tim, they've got, you know, Ludwig and all these uh, courage and Valkyrie. Great. They've got 10 streamers. You, uh, Twitch has like how many active partners, uh, like how many active streams that could just be replaced. Any of the top people leave, there will always be people to replace them on Twitch. I don't necessarily know if that's true on YouTube. Uh, and, and so that's where it starts to get a little bit like YouTube is eventually going to take over Twitch. Like they have so much more work to do where if Twitch just continues, maybe these contracts run out on YouTube. Maybe these creators come back. We just saw this guy's toast do it last week after he came, uh, came back from Facebook. Um, there's a you reason know he got an offer from YouTube as well. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Nick Merck's or I, I'm sure just like in the Tatman, Nick Merckx was talked to by YouTube and he stuck to Twitch as well. Absolutely. It's one of the reasons that, I, yeah, I, clear, I I said earlier, like as well, like Twitch isn't going anywhere. It's, yeah. Like it's going, like, especially it's, it's still very successful. It's still the biggest. Um, Where's Ninja? You're absolutely right. Is you're he absolutely on Twitch? Right with that. Yeah, Ninja's still on Twitch, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm just still on Twitch. Yeah. But uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Like it, in they, they, they're trying to buy the, not only the streamers, but more importantly, their community. They're right. trying to bring over all of those people to normalize YouTube as a competitor. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if it works. Yeah. It didn't work for yeah. Mixer. So we'll see if it works for YouTube. It did not. Um, and well, I, 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 I liken it to, uh, it sounds like the way television first started. It was like, you had the networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, right? And then you started getting, peppering in more like cable channels here and there. And uh, <clears throat> that's kind of like, I started watching, you know, grew up watching all the networks, but then when cable started coming around, because I'm old, old as fuck, by the way, um, <laughs> I didn't watch any of the network television shows after that. Like, I watched all cable shows, which are drastically lower viewership, but more to my 
more to my taste. And yeah, if YouTube can figure out that fucking formula, then I think they got something. But right yeah. now they just have ABC, CBS, and NBC. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Um, I think the other thing <clears throat> too that this signifies is that Twitch is done signing giant contracts. If YouTube has outbid them this many times on streamers, then to me, after signing a contract and seeing a ton of my friends sign contracts over the past, I don't know, two or three years on the platform, some of these contracts running out now from the creators that have left over to YouTube, I think they're done making these giant grandiose gestures to keep creators on the platform. Um, and a lot of people make this weird thing that like, oh, Twitch hates its creators. It's like, no, you dummies. Twitch is a business, <laughs> right? Like YouTube is a business. None of feelings aren't factored into any of this. And if it is, then you're not, you're playing the game wrong in my mind. Uh, for people saying like, oh, you know, Twitch really should care about its creators more and they should send them gifts and really make them feel welcome on the platform. It's like, no. If they don't want to stream on the platform, like they can leave, right? <laughs> like, you're, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, you're not wrong, but the point you're talking about right now is one it evolved into. The older you've been on Twitch, yes. the more that change is apparent. Hundred people who are just coming up to Twitch now, Twitch is just a streaming platform. Especially ever since Amazon bought them, they have been slowly but continually moving towards the we are just a company. We are here to make money. Like, and, and these days, that's exactly where they are. They are just a big company. They're here to make money. Uh, and these recent deals speak exactly what you're saying. But Twitch didn't start that way. And, and especially like Twitch very much used to be very passionate and tried to make it clear how passionate they were about what they were doing and what they were and how it was working. But as a victim of their own success, they then got bought by people that don't care about that at all and want it just to make money, yeah. so, which is and, and that's, you know, that's how business works. That's, the, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's just, that's how all business works. Um, you get to a size where money factors and, and runs everything at some point. We see it happen to game dev companies all the time, where they start as passion projects and they end up as the thing that they used to badmouth when they were a small team. Yeah. And <laughs> they end up as the thing they promised they'd never be as a small team, pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely the kind of thing where I agree with you. The, the thing, though, is, and this is this is where the, it gets a little bit more gray. You you do have to wonder, like, at what point, what makes Twitch decide that, like, this person we want to give a really good offer to and this person we don't, especially with all of the uh, the recent controversy over the last year of if you're big enough, we want you. It does, you're totally immune to everything if you're big enough. If you're bringing in viewers, that's all, care, that's all Twitch cares about. We're starting to see from these deals that's not the case, which could mean that maybe there's like a new direction they're trying to go. Like maybe they're trying to become more attractive to different parties because they want to do different things with the platform. You know, it's it's definitely muddying the waters mm. in terms of the true objective and what they want to do with the platform in the future. You're saying what they being Twitch or they being YouTube? They being Twitch. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Like what what they like, for instance, are they trying to do a more ad safe large approach? Uh, like for instance, there was there was uh, some commentary made where there's been this real big back and forth, uh, like in the LSF crowd, because people were like, you know, well, what would happen if XQC got an offer? And a lot of people are like, oh, well, of course, you know, he's like Twitch's biggest streamer. Twitch would do anything to keep him. And then other people are, are very much like, actually, if XQC left, like he's a huge brand risk. He's been banned a bunch of times. Like right. Twitch would want him to go. And, and it's those types of deals that really kind of give us some actual insight on what that board meeting is actually after. You know, the, the, the eight to nine top 
big wig board meetings and what they're deciding, like what they want from the platform. So yeah, these types of deals, although they seem like one-offs, like we're kind of seeing how Twitch is, is wanting to make things work in the future. Yep. And I think the other thing too, which, um, we, we might not ever see, but it comes down to what those contracts actually are. YouTube yeah. might be straight I mean, up likely, promising. We'll never see them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, I have no basis for this information, but YouTube could be straight up promising a, you know, cash on signing situation, a signing bonus. And Twitch might be promising, yeah, if you stay on the platform for X amount of time, you'll somehow, whether through whatever, increase sub rates, increase ad rates, increased ads, whatever, you'll accrue this amount of money over this amount of time. Um, and if I'm a creator and the money's high enough in the tens of millions for a signing bonus, I don't know, that looks pretty good <laughs> in an industry where there's no, uh, there's no safety net. There's no knowing what's going to happen a year from now. Uh, signing some, some money that you don't, you could put away and live comfortably on if this whole thing just kind of dies. That's, uh, you know, that's enticing. And if Twitch doesn't offer that and they don't counter that, then yeah, uh, it's it's up to the creator to make what choice they want to. Um, and you, you've touched on a really good point there where sometimes it's not about the money. Sometimes the like when, when two parties are offering similar amounts of, of huge, more than we'd ever thought would ever happen 10 years ago amounts of money, at that point, it really comes down to, okay, well, you know, what's the safety like? You know, what are the requirements like? What, do you, what are the asks like? And all these other factors that may make it so people don't even take the, the best offer. Like, you know, maybe, for, like, for all we know, this probably didn't happen, again, preface. For all <laughs> we, we know that Twitch maybe of offered more in some cases, yeah. but the offer, the, the the rest of the stuff was better in the other area. So, you know, it, it would be, make this discussion a lot more interesting if we had that information, but unfortunately, yeah. probably never will. The other, the other side of that, too, from YouTube's point of view, uh, they will never confirm this, but it is very interesting... <laughs> to see Ludwig sign with YouTube and then pop up in the trending on two different aspects uh, of that algorithm of YouTube. And uh, another creator who is Twitch-centric uh, suddenly drop off randomly from the algorithm just on any given we can, day. We can month. talk about that. Since I think Some of it's public. public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also just, you know, it's very interesting how you, you get a brand new creator over there and you somehow pop into that algorithm a lot more than other creators on the platform. Uh, granted that also might just be hype for the day, right? Maybe the algorithm's working as intended without them, um, doing anything to it. But if you pay a bunch of money for a creator, you probably want them to be successful. Uh, Twitch has a front page. YouTube has the entirety of the internet in a lot of ways. <laughs> also funny enough, you're kind of describing the entire Facebook gaming platform. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like Facebook gaming basically decides how successful you are with how much your stream is embedded in timelines and such. So it's very much like just, you know, like the the manipulate, it becomes, you know, there's not, there's never a situation, especially these days with as big as the web is and as how many avenues there are. It's very rarely rare that there's a situation where there's one page that then delegates your success. You know, people come from all over the place. So when, when your hands on a dial, basically saying like, this is how much you're going to appear on people's timelines, suggestions, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you're basically just fabricating your own metrics at that point in a lot of ways. But I mean, for a lot of people, that's, I mean, that's kind of the point. I mean, Twitch, you know, with, with YouTube especially, like you can't really fault them for wanting to put their best foot forward. 
I mean, they've never claimed to be the big arena of fairness, you know? So when they sure. spend possibly eight to nine figures, God only knows, when they spend a huge amount of money on a creator, they want to maximize every penny. Because again, they're a business, you know? So so making making all those metrics run in their favor um, doesn't seem outside the realm of possibility at all. Yeah. I mean, Twitch does it with the front page and everything. Well, it, so, you it, know, it, like it, it also brings up a very interesting point on, you know, when it comes to YouTube, YouTube is compared to Twitch in terms of how much uh, like the SEO and the ads uh, platform uh, it is, it dwarfs Twitch in comparison in a lot of ways, in most ways. And so uh, as Twitch, you really only have kind of a front page and a front page slot, a hero slot on front page, which is this first slot on front page. So if you go to twitch.tv, that's the stream that pop up that pops up. It doesn't do all that much for the creator. It's a flash in the pan type success. If you can create, you know, a one or 2% retention from that on the channel from a single stream, that's like a massive win. Um, whereas I think on YouTube, it generates a lot more when you get into this algorithm and you get to like the top trending and stuff. In a lot of ways that can make or break a channel uh, or, or really make a channel, I guess. It can't break a channel. Um, and so it, you start to wonder like, Besides like a front page, what are Twitch's tools of discovery that are anywhere close to what YouTube can do? Um, and if like Google starts to actually push that stuff uh, to more than just like the top streams, uh, they could really do a lot. If they build that process out, it could really get crazy. All of a sudden you go to google.com and it automatically starts playing the embedded live stream of the day. Oh, cool. That guy yeah. has 7.5 million viewers. This looks fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about the ramification of that. Holy shit. Yeah. You're not wrong, man. Oh, yeah, dude. By the way, normally I would never shout out a raid during the show. But a big thank you, friend of the show, Mike Shinoda. Oh. Appreciate the raid. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, thank Mike. you very much. That's his famous song right there, My Shinoda. I know. For the raiders, if you want to visit the other... Uh, the other show members, you can see the switch right <laughs> under there. We'd love to see you too. So thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. Yeah, hope you're doing all right, Mike. Uh, where uh, we say well, I don't think they. Well, I don't think that they'll have that. Uh, like a, like on their main Google, like Google.com. But there are different like uh, Google homepages that people use. Well, and I think that it could be like you know like the the Google homepage for like gamers or whatever. They already do it you though. Know, and it, they already embed stuff. When you watch a video on YouTube and the video ends and you get related videos, Tim the Tatman yeah. stream, if he's live, pops up in those related videos and it says he's live with 38,000 viewers or whatever. I've seen that multiple wow, no times kidding. every single day. Really? And that is like, no. that's already huge. That's already a massive amount of people. If you're in the gaming section of YouTube, the video ends and you see so-and-so streaming to X amount of viewers, that's much more enticing than like, some dumb thumbnail gone like that. Right? You're going to click right. on the live stream. No, I'm, I'm Frames moving on, to Sunday? <laughs> literally google.com. Like, yeah, you know how yeah, they have yeah. the Google no, I know Google. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It'd yeah, that'd be massive. Yeah, yeah. It'd be massive. Like, underneath, like, where it says, like, da-da-da, feeling lucky. And then it has, like, game stream of the day. Something like that, like. I could, I could definitely see something like that happening for nope. sure. Yeah. And what's even more interesting is assume that something like that could very well be 
one of the uh, the pieces of bait on a hook when they're signing these people. Totally. Like imagine if they were like, yeah, so Ludwig, not only are we going to give you all this other stuff, but we're going to start making it so when people watch IRL material on YouTube, that you're immediately a suggested thing. Like that's a huge deal, especially if you're already an established YouTube presence. Um, like that's that's real nice. I mean, one of the biggest issues Twitch has had for a long time is discoverability. And even though, to their credit, Twitch has made huge strides in discoverability, like uh, from promoting smaller streamers to giving them more of a chance, the affiliate program. Like back when we started, like I think all three of us, eight plus years ago, like, discoverability did not essentially exist. Uh, I mean, you had to have 350 active viewers <laughs> yeah. to get partnership. Like it was, it was like people these days, a lot of times will say like Twitch has no discoverability. It's like, man, <laughs> I was denied three times, you know, working my ass off. And, and a lot of people went through the same thing. Like they're just, it just wasn't there. Like it wasn't being built yet. So these days, don't get me wrong, it's not Ray everyone's discovered, but they certainly have made a lot of, of leeway. So it's, and, and with just like AP said, until YouTube can catch up with that, um, it's going to be, it's going to be more and more of an issue as we see moving forward. Because I think a lot of people want to be, I think Twitch and YouTube want to inspire people. They want to get them involved just as much as they want people coming to watch um, because they need the next in the Tapman. They need the next, you know, Dr. Lupo. So yeah, uh, I, I quiz on Twitter claims that this is like their laser focus right now. And that next year, like discoverability is one of their main things, which as always is still very much working on it, making it bigger too. So it would be nice to see that become a focus of major platforms for a while, I think. Yeah, sure. it's it's very interesting um, to take a look at like the conversation around each platform because I feel like on Twitch, it's kind of like putting out fires nonstop. Like that's the conversation around Twitch. We saw we'll, we'll talk about some uh, uh, ban evasion tool that they just implemented this uh, this week um, or in the process of to kind of like put out these small little fires. Whereas YouTube, the conversation is like, Please make a better platform so you can beat Twitch. <laughs> right. or, or at least be competitive. Be competitive, like, yeah. 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 Uh, and so that that's an interesting thing to see uh, the community's uh, different thoughts on that type of stuff. Um, and I don't know if that'll change, right? Like, it, it, in a lot of ways, I think people treat YouTube as like this underdog when in every sense of the word, Twitch is the underdog. And there's the overdog. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch is the underdog in the situation uh, in terms of just like company to company. But yeah, I, we'll see. It's fascinating. Uh, Co, I think you, at the start of it, you said that, you know, even when we talked about Tim leaving uh, a while back, you said, you know, this is just one. If we start to see another, then it's more of a, a trend. Then it's a process. Then we start to see a lot more. And they've already said there's going to be a lot more so we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see who else uh, decides to leave. More and more contracts are running and think, out, and I think we're starting yeah. to see that. And in a lot of cases, like like I was saying, it, it's going to be just as important to see who stays as who goes, um, because that's Twitch very much being like, this is this is the image we want to be moving forward into the future. Like this is what we want. This is what we want people to think of when they think Twitch. Yeah. So yeah. that's true. It's very true. Have we heard anything like? Because we we talked about it last. Uh, when this all, like Tim and Dr. Lupo and stuff, uh, Lyric made any, like, because he was at the same time, right? He was in that group. He was of, around like, that time, yeah. Forever. He's still on the platform. I don't know if it's been, like, celebrated right, know, but... that he stayed okay. or if he's had, like, a announcement video of him staying. Lyric's kind of the okay. one of the odd ones when it comes to, uh, like, celebrating that type of stuff 
Like he just sure. lyric just does what lyric does and kind of exists. So you're not going to see like a red door, purple door thing. No, he's him. not going to do one of these dumb fucking videos. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. He, he he would probably make an announcement if whoever he signed with said you have to make an announcement. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, and also, but the the thing also with lyric is lyric is arguably outside of like XQC and maybe a handful of others, including also something we haven't talked about, including the international community. The yes. international community outside of Japan, because there are a lot of huge VTubers and VTube events on YouTube. Um, the overall international community seems very much fixated on Twitch, especially when you start talking about like European and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, but on that note, like with, with Lyric, you know, he has a gigantic, incredibly supportive community. He was one of the first big variety streamers on this platform. Like for him to move, they would have to give him incredible incentive because again, he does whatever he wants, whenever he wants. He was just tweeting about what, what was he just tweeting about buying the brand new Porsche electric car. Things are obviously going well. Oh, so I didn't kind of like yeah. it's like if things are going well, did he well get a Taycan or a Taycan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, those things are those things are beautiful. Nice. Um, but it's it's really the kind of thing where it's it's kind of like at, at what point do you just have to go? You know, I'm totally content with this amount of success, and moving would be a risk to that. Like, yeah, I get I I get paid, but I enjoy doing what I'm doing, and it would be a risk to that system. Um, and also the community, you know, at that point when, when he has that much of a dedicated fan base. So yeah, I've, I've, I've been very paying very close attention to lyric and I haven't seen anything, um, pertaining to any hint. Yeah. So he could have also just re-signed Twitch and not talked about it. I mean, people do that. That happens. <laughs> like, very true. Who knows? It's very true. Um, yeah, I think the people that you're going to see uh, that are more likely to leave are people that like Coe said, uh, when it comes to Ludwig and especially Tim. Uh, people that already had that installed user base on YouTube. So it's less of a blow leaving behind, uh, as it says right there, 3.1 million followers on a platform uh, to just kind of, you know, not do anything with uh, for however long that contract is. Also important to, to point out that they so far have really, YouTube really so far has wooed people that have an established YouTube presence. Yes. Yep. So they may not even be going after people that don't. Like that, that may be a big part of, of what they want is they want those with a, with a big solid foundation on YouTube to come and then boost that foundation into the live streaming com compartment of their website. Um, and then people that don't, you know, they just don't really care. They'd rather they just stay on Twitch because they're not going to bring their viewers anyway. You know, it, remember when we did a show where it was like the YouTubers are coming to Twitch. Now it's yeah. like the YouTubers are leaving Twitch. <laughs> They're going back to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting uh, to see. Well, how, it was how the video makers. Yeah. The video makers wanted a, a live experience, and I don't blame them for that, man. It's 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 a different beast than making just videos, and you get to interact with your uh, your audience, and you know you get a. It, it, they didn't have that. Now they have that, and uh, they also have you know more money than God, so. They do. Yeah. More power to them, dude. Uh, remind me, oh. this is going to make me sound like an idiot, but uh, is Ludwig a like a, a certain game streamer or? IRL. He's like an He's, IRL streamer. He, he never plays, does IRL. Oh, really? Okay, okay. He does play games. He does, but, he yeah. does shows. So he, he not only does like standard IRL streaming, but he, he does like produce show types of things. Yeah. In fact, I think okay. they've already announced that his first stream on YouTube is going to be like a big produced show kind of thing. Like, what Wait. was his name? Uh, Sakuno. Sakuno, yeah. Sakuno. Uh, he like said that he's flying out to LA to be on their fir his first stream or something. So that I think that's probably yeah. why they got Ludwig is to do like the big 
big things. So, just, and this actually speaks to my next point. Someone in my chat said, well, Co, isn't all your stuff on YouTube? Yeah, all of I use YouTube like VODs. This is why YouTube would never be interested in me. It's because, see, what YouTube wants is they want small stuff that's super entertaining. That's the YouTube video. That's their future. That's the YouTube future. Little things, popping thumbnails that are little bite-sized, you know, like Mr. Beast videos and stuff. You know, that's, that's what they... They don't want long form. I'm like a lecture at YouTube. That's I'm like a school lecture. That's what I am. I'm a professor that no one wants to watch. Um, so yeah, you know, I have what 400 episodes of Pathfinder. They're all 30 minutes of no one wants to watch it. Um, it's basically a big like yeah. So yeah, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, yeah they, that's what I use YouTube for as well, just to have a presence. That's what most streamers use it for. That. That's what most streamers yeah. use it for. Yeah. yeah. A lot, well, uh, the reason, or not the reason, but people like Tim and people like uh, Ludwig, like Ludwig, I think for a long time, actually did a YouTube video a day for like a year or maybe a little more than a year. Like he was very committed to the platform. Um, and that's, you know, streaming every single day is a different type of beast than doing a YouTube video every single day. Um, Tim also was very big or very committed on getting YouTube videos up like Co said, where they're 10 minutes every single day. Uh, sometimes too. Yeah. And, and he was even so committed. Like Tim, Tim was so, Tim was so aggressive about it that he would go live on Twitch. And if something happened on his stream, he would tell his editor while on air to make that YouTube video, it would get posted. Then he would go get his entire chat to go and upvote it or like it on YouTube. And it worked, right? Like that's, he built a giant fan base out of that on YouTube. Um, so you can be very aggressive about it and, and do that cross pollination with it, um, to great success. Um, God, that hustle is, I mean, I it's have a different type I of hustle. I had it 10 years ago, man. I don't know. <laughs> I have a modicum, I have a modicum of hustle, but man, not, not even that much, dude. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy where I am because my work does not feel like work still. Like it, it's, it, I do have to like, uh, I get up, have a schedule, all that shit, but it's still like. Once it starts feeling like a fucking slog, maybe it's time to to hang it up or <laughs> or like re-examine what the fuck you're doing. Sure. Also, just to clear up some confusion, um, YouTuber Twitch people cannot stream on YouTube that are under contract. Twitch yep. people can absolutely stream with other people on YouTube at the same time. But the thing in chat that was confusing people is Doctor Disrespect is banned on Twitch. Yes. And Twitch Twitch has actual things saying if someone is banned on twitch you cannot include them in your stream so that's that's where the confusion is is there if yeah. dr disrespect was not banned and just decided to stay on youtube which he probably would at this point um then ap if his ban was lifted for some reason then absolutely people could start streaming with him no problem yeah yeah that's a different thing you know i've never uh, i've never had I've never seen that question asked to doc in a world where doc didn't get banned by twitch Cause he would, he would, out of all the creators, he would be the one to kind of ask, like, would you stay on YouTube? Cause you didn't get a giant contract to go to YouTube. You just couldn't go to Twitch. You had to go to another streaming service. You didn't get paid to go to that streaming service. Would you stay? Uh, that would be an interesting conversation to, or an interesting question to see him answer. Um, I don't know if we'd necessarily get the, I, I would actually want the response from guy, not from Dr. Disrespect. Well, yeah. Good point, good point. But also just to be clear, we might get that one day because he is still adamant that, that it was a false ban. And he also, I think just a few months ago mentioned that his lawyers are getting involved and he's convinced he he's going to overturn yeah. it and all that stuff. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see.
Yep. So that's uh, that's one of the bigger stories of the week. We also had, uh, I didn't, I saw the Twitter blurb on this. Uh, Co, you might be the best one to at least introduce this. Uh, Twitch put up a thing called Battling Ban Evasion with Machine Learning. Ah. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? I'll pull up the article and we'll kind of skim through it. Uh, well, I did. I have not read the entire article, but the okay. only thing I can really say about it is, for anyone that may have not heard about it at all, is it's a step from Twitch to attempt to curtail chat in a way that is 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 a more positive direction. Twitch, um, the, you know, under properly so, uh, became under a lot of fire in the last what half year ish, um, especially with the hate rating and everything, and a lot of stuff that was happening during major events and things of that nature. At the time, people were screaming at the top of their lungs. Um, uh, there were petitions going around, all sorts of things saying Twitch do something, Twitch do something. This is some this is Twitch doing something. This this is an attempt from them to try to make the experience better. Uh, it allows some some AI stuff to come in and flag things possibly before they become an issue. Um, it we're not sure if this is gonna be the kind of thing where, you know, if a bot fires off in another channel, then it goes, you know, with, with hateful stuff that gets reported, then it gets on a list. And then and when that gets posted in your channel, you see it as a suspicious thing instead of a normal thing. Like I think in terms of, of all the actual implementation, uh, we'll have to see kind of how it goes. But in that in that vein, it, it is a step in the direction to hopefully start alleviating alleviating some of that stuff. And yeah, let's let's go over it. And actually, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, someone in chat already said it's potentially bad for VPN users, which, yeah, just skimming through what I've read, I guess it, it definitely could be. Um, so uh, I've kind of skimmed through it here. So it says for uh, people that are, there's different cases, essentially. Um, the suspicious user detection powered by machine learning is here to help you identify those users based on the number of account signals. By detecting and analyzing the signals, this tool will flag suspicious accounts as either likely or possible channel ban evaders. So you can take action as needed. Uh, here's what happens in each case. For likely ban evaders, messages won't be sent to chat at all. That said, they'll be vis visible to creators and mods so they can choose to leave the res uh, restriction as it is, monitor the user or ban them from the channel. I think that's good. Uh, for possible ban evaders, messages will appear in chat normally, but the account will be flagged to the creator and uh, their mods so they can monitor the user to the creator and their mods. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the creator of the account would be net notified. <laughs> <laughs> you will be told if you are evading a ban. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they can monitor the user and restrict them from chatting if needed. So, yeah, I, I think that seems fine. I think that's a good way to handle that unless it, Unless there are too many false positives, that'll be the test. That's the big thing. It's it, this this entire system is going to be based on like how good is that is the system to flag that stuff. It if it's the kind of thing where it's flagging you know ninety percent false positives, yeah. then it's the kind of thing where creators are just going to turn it off and then it's going to be useless. But if it's actually like working as they're hoping it's going to work, like that could be absolutely huge. I was I was I'm trying to I'm doing the mental. Uh gymnastics to think like all right if i go in co's chat right now he bans me and i make it a, a brand new account not tell you the name will it pick it up i kind of want to test this on air but the twitch account process is a little bit <laughs> i long. also to be blunt i don't have it can you put the on. link to that in i the think chat? it's actually it's uh it says we're turning suspicious user detection on by default for all channels 
so the streamers now? can focus more uh, on their content and their communities. Does it say when? Because I haven't seen any of that yet, but I do use FFZ, so maybe. Yeah, I don't know when it. Does it have a timeline? Zay says Grimm's had to manually enable it. Barry really? says it's on for you, Co. Let, let me take a look. On, Co. What's up? Yeah, Barry said it's on. Barry said it's on, Co. It yeah. is on? <clears throat> I, mean, I mean, I I personally have not seen any any of it yet. Yeah. I think I uh, to really one. test it, it, it's pretty easy to see if an account has the same email attached to it. So that's probably one of the ways that the AI learning can figure that out. So I think to like really test that, you would have to go to uh, an extent that someone uh, would really be able to test it. See, chat right now is saying how they're innocent and not suspect. But I mean, isn't that exactly yeah, what that's, somebody that's suspect would they're say? They're all suspect. Just ban them all. Just get them I think... I think where do you find this article? Need to get rid of all of them. I'll link it. Sorry. Okay. Uh, maybe I won't. Hold on. So I was looking at the blog page and I can't find it. So yeah, I had to go to their Twitter account. I was looking at the blog page as well. I just put it in my oh, really? chat okay. if you want to spread that through all the, the chats. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's. I, Thank I, you. I don't think oh, that it's there's safety. a way. Dot twitch weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that there's ah. a way to actually uh, test this unless. Oh, there's different levels. We do it. Okay, so level detection setting level two, possible and likely evaders. Where are you seeing likely that? evaders are oh you can set them to monitor or restrict. Oh, this is in your dashboard? Yeah. Our system will identify potential band evaders as either possible or likely. Our default recommendation applies to monitoring to messages that are possible and restrict from likely. Um, but yeah, I, I want to know like how does it de hmm. Yeah, we've got it on. I really like. I really, really like the idea of this system. And and I guess the another big issue with this is they can't really be public about this system because the more for every single word they utter in how they detect things, that's one word more that the people trying to get around it can use to get around it. Yeah. So they're in kind of a catch twenty two here in a lot of ways, where it's like. We need it's, to know how it works to properly use it, but they also can't talk about how it works because then the people, the bad actors can get around it. So. I mean, there's, there's probably some very simple stuff. Like one, if the account has the same email as the account that was just previously banned from the channel, that's probably a flag. Two, if an account was just made 10 seconds prior to joining that channel, that's probably a flag. Uh, if, they, if the first channel they go to is your channel after just being banned, that's probably also a thing. See, that's where it gets interesting though, because like... You have to think of all the cases where that wouldn't apply. Right. And and the and the last thing they probably want to do is have a bunch of false flags. Right. Like right. someone likes somebody has been hanging out in a Twitch channel and they really like it. They want to talk in chat. So they immediately make an account and then say something in chat. Would you want to flag that person? That's First true. First thing they ever say on Twitch? Yeah. That so is a use case that like, I didn't consider. I don't like it's it, this gets into uh my IP address families. That's what I was about to ask. If if it is like Twitch has been very uh careful to never like IP ban people, but they're a hundred percent they can see an IP of a user, right? Like there's no way they that a user would be able to I mean there's a way that a user would be able to hide that. There's no way that like Twitch is not able to see that. Um and so they people just repeatedly coming back to the same option. Clearly, everyone just ban everyone. Clearly, I mean, there's no way around this. That's also just true. Use common sense and ban everyone. 
That's true. Nobody's innocent. Yeah. But it, I mean, probably at the most base level, it's just, is the IP the same? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah, I, again, again, that, that's like, that's so easy to get. I mean, if a public space is being used, if it's an internet cafe, if it's, you know, yeah. I think if somebody has been on Twitch for eight years and they go into an internet cafe where some dude five minutes before was acting the fool and they get permabanned, like it, <laughs> then they stand up and say, who's talking shit in this channel? <laughs> I will oh, fight I you. I'm a tier three sub. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if Twitch has access to MAC addresses. I, that, that would, that's an interesting question. I don't know if that's something. It's true. That's... I don't know if it's tracked. I, I really don't. And I don't think and Twitch then, would be public. What happens if you log in from different devices, like your phone and your brother, you know, like, it, uh, man. We'll see. I mean, yeah, it, even if they did, it wouldn't work. It's turned on. So we'll see what happens. If we get any, how many like false flags we get. All they need to do is anytime someone makes an account, just send them a little USB thumb scanner and yes. a little camera, and you, they just have to take a picture and scan your thumb. Take a COVID test as well. You said in chat. Yeah. Put, do, throw, throw some COVID test in there as well. Just, you know, absolutely. Little, a little USB needle just popping in your arm for blood testing. <laughs> it's accurate. Simple. It's accurate. A little cup for your pee. I'm not collecting that shit. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, so, Ah, fuck it. What? Are you, Zeke asked. I'm, I'm looking. Your, I'm your looking questions for are it, always like, valuable. The, Please ask. I'm I'm looking for the the thing to turn on that you guys are talking about in your. Uh... Oh, I never found it. Co was the one that found it. So oh, I don't... it's oh, under okay. it's under settings and then moderation, and it's the second section called suspicious users control. It may it may not be turned on for everyone. Like some. It wouldn't be the first time they've said this feature is on and it's not on everyone. Right, yeah. I don't know. Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh, there question okay. while Zeke's looking. You, you, we all have follower emotes, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. You guys remember the ritual thing? I remember the name, but I don't remember what it actually was because there, there was a chance. Are you talking 90% about that? I'm sure that I've been in channels where it's fired off. But are, at the same time, like I haven't heard about it and have no ideas how to use it, and I don't. Barry says rituals still exist. What is a ritual? A ritual is when a moderator can, can assign like a a, a a text line, and then that will pop up on everyone's screen, and they can hit a button and it posts it in chat. Oh, it's, I thought that chant. was a chant. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. They, yeah. Didn't they? Someone I read somewhere. Ritual. I'm gonna stop talking because this might have not been from a public source. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> i think that was from uh, my account manager so he probably don't want me to share that yeah I'm, I'm sorry about the ritual confusion i've still got the satanist tag on my mind so i'm a little you know yes, still, yes. Still a little muddy there yeah 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 oh is there a satanist tag now yeah it was yeah. recognized by the Beautiful. the u.s government so twitch gave him a tag well that was two years ago they were a little a, bit late on that but yeah they get a bad rap Ritual is a on first visit to a channel. You have an option to click an emote such as hi. And then it shows in chat to everyone that they are new and it's their first time. That's called a that's, ritual. That's a ritual. I, I thought that was just a first changed, time message. They may have changed that to the new system where the first time somebody posts in chat, the, the mods and the yeah. creator get a little message, which I love. I love that. I think that's, I think it's, it's one of the best changes exactly. they've put on the platform in years. Yep. Fantastic. Just love it. The the it, it's incredible because the amount of people just from that that I've actually had come back to the channel is remarkable.
right? Like the first time in a very long time that I've had new viewers come back and actually been able to see that they had come back and that they were a new viewer in the first place. I would like the option to make it so it's not first time only, it's period of time. I think yeah. That'd be really cool. So if somebody was like a part of the community and they leave for a few months and then come back, it's like, oh, dude, like this, like it would say, like this person hasn't talked for three months, welcome him back, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. That yeah. could be really fun. They, they could definitely uh, flesh that, that system out for sure. And it'd be really good. Zeke, I've had a lot of fun with that, that the, the, the first time chatter stuff, like, especially if they, if they talk shit, <laughs> the first time, like they chat something, it's like, you got big titties, fat boy. I'm like, that's your first thing you're gonna say to me, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. It's a lot you make an account man. just to call me fat, dude. Wow. All right. Well, some of the uh, you're in the, the right channel. Time, <laughs> some of the first time chatters uh, during my little Final Fantasy run were a little less than uh, less than stellar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. We especially, we had especially when attempting to do raids for the first. Time. Oh God. We had a. Uh... <laughs> What was it? My mods and me were perplexed by this. We had a, I think it was like a 60 or 70 month sub who got a first time chatter award, like notification in the chat. And I like clicked to see what his actual chat history was. They had never spoken in the chat. And it wasn't just like a two year thing. They had literally never spoken in the chat. And I was like, you are the best viewer that I have ever had. Hands down. You're the best. Number one it's, right now. Number one viewer. <laughs> it speaks to it speaks to JP's like kind of like it's like if I could just do this and everybody watch and not talk too much, like well, no, no, no. That's beautiful. That's called a Final Fantasy stream seek. That's uh <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like I can make that happen. <laughs> I just stream Final Fantasy and it's good. You know? It's true. It's true. Uh, let's get into a little bit of gaming news. There's really not that much as we're uh, closing out the year here in Q4. Uh, CD Projekt Red, though, <laughs> put out some news, which is always fun. Uh, this was for their investors, not necessarily for their fans. Uh, they put out a statement that said uh, that they, quote, believe Cyberpunk will be considered a very good game in the long run. Uh, and went on to say it will sell for years, especially as hardware gets more powerful and we improve the game. Uh, they literally said this for investors uh, because I think the following day there was a uh, an earnings statement that was put out um, saying that they, I think, were down 30. There's something 30%. It was either up 30 or down 30, more likely down 30. But yeah, they kind of go on to say some other stuff. Um, he talks about the decision to, uh, this is the CEO who said this exactly. I think it was the CEO. He says uh, it's Kaczynski. Co, is that the CEO? Do you know off the top of your head? Sure. Okay, let's go with it. Uh, the decision to postpone the next-gen version of Cyberpunk was a difficult one, but we are confident that it was the right one, especially since it was clearly recommended by our development team. That statement alone is hilarious to me because, like, the entirety of Cyberpunk and the situation that they found themselves in was because they didn't listen to their development team and they shoved that game out in its state. And now they're saying, we are confident that it was the right one, especially since it was clearly recommended by our development team. So I guess they learned uh, that, that you probably should listen to the people that are making it. 
Um, <clears throat> he goes on to say, we need the extra time to fine tune the visuals and performance of the game to be as high quality as possible throughout the game. Uh, they updated the Roma app in late October to show that the launch of new Cyberpunk 2077 updates and free DLC had been delayed from later this year, uh, 2021 to 2022. So, yeah. Kind of the same old, same old there. It was an investor statement so that their investors didn't freak out. And uh, we'll see what happens. <sighs> Cyberpunk. I do fully believe, though, that eventually they will get that game in running and working order. And it will come out Absolutely. Uh, and fact, be, be the game that it, it should have been at launch. And it's close in, in a lot of ways. month, the game has been flooded with positive reviews on Steam. Really? Absolutely. In fact, I think it's now mostly positive. Let's see. Mistaken. I'll pull it up. It's currently on sale 50% off. I guess because of the Steam sale. It is... All reviews, mostly positive. Recent reviews, very positive. God, I the thing is is that's crazy. The problem here's here's where it sucks. The dude is absolutely right when he says that over time cyberpunk will be seen as a success. He's absolutely right. It's gonna be like No Man's Sky. Mm. I mean, like it's it's the situation where the game eventually will get DLCs that add cool new functionality. Hopefully it will eventually get, you know, it's already gotten a bunch of bug fixes. Like eventually the game will be good. And I hate to say it. But a lot of people are going to somewhat forget about the, the rough release. I say he's mostly right because the part that sucks is that it required them going through and it required them going through what they're going now to get there. Which right. is like it's gonna it's gonna split the community between the people that are like, cool, the game is great now, this is awesome. For the other half of the community, which is like, yeah, but they totally betrayed us. Like they they betrayed and our trust and lied to us and they use scummy tactics to take our money like like it, and and the problem is both sides are going to be right so they could have continued being a poster child of development and lost money and not released cyberpunk cut its support for previous gen systems and release something amazing like a mid to late next year but instead they decided to go the less please investors route and they've essentially ruined the reputation for a large percentage of their their company of their player base so it sucks they're right. They're absolutely right, but they're right for all the wrong reasons. Right. Yeah. See? <laughs> just getting, oh, just getting a little chilly. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm just turning turn off the air. Gotcha. I thought I thought that we were getting a goof. I thought there was cyberpunk. I thought you were about to pull Keanu Reeves out from behind the green screen or some shit. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been great. Now I feel bad that I didn't. Yeah. We should, uh, if we ever have shit. an IRL interview with Keanu Reeves, we'll ship him up to Colorado. Put them behind your green screen, and that's how we'll reveal it. That would be breathtaking. It would be. It would be. It would be. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, man, uh, Battlefield and Halo, and they're they're all just getting slammed on the different internet. reasons, though. Yeah, for completely different reasons. You are correct. Yeah. You are correct. Uh, Enough, almost getting like, slammed at, as in like bad shit said about them. Yes. Oh, okay. it's one of those things where. It, it faced not a I read it and I'm like, man, the internet's just mad. But there also is some like actual criticism <laughs> to, to factor into that. The Halo stuff, they're mad about how the um the battle pass rewards are too hard or not too hard, but they're a pain in the ass to get, and they're definitely 
the way that they are structured is to spend money, I think is ultimately why people are upset. And the most recent in-game event that they did uh, that launched last week, I want to say, uh, was for some new armor. And it just sucked. Like the, the process of doing it and the ways that you unlock all of the different like samurai halo armor uh, was just fucking bad. Uh, it was poorly implemented. It takes way too much time. It was piecemeal. So you would have like a shoulder and your other shoulder would just uh, be the like normal shoulder. Are What's we up? effing? We good? Yeah, we're good. Unless we're effing on your channel. We're, I, have all, I have all three chats up and I'm just seeing it on yours, Co. Oh, huh? weird. That's really I, weird. But it's all going from JP's. Why does that make any yeah, sense? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. We did. No, we didn't really talk too much shit about Co. Or I mean about Twitch. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they would do that. Is it still effing? Good now. It's it. We're okay. We're now. good. Anyways, okay. Anyway. Sorry, yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off there. No, no, no. Uh, yes. Ultimately, the battle pass is just poorly structured, and the ways to get all of the rewards, Zeke, are, are an absolute pain in the ass. And so people are pretty upset about that. Especially like people that want to like, like time-consuming grind. Yes. Yes. The, yes. the problem is there. They at first it didn't matter how you played; it was slow as balls. It was incredibly slow at first. Then they made a a fix, and the fix is incredibly weighted to casual players, where you get like three times the experience for the first game of the day, and then it goes down as you play the games, which is good. It's a step in the right direction. But there's a lot of people that are now being extremely vocal, saying like. Why are we taking small steps? Like this needs to be fit. Like, like you guys are a major company with a major IP. Like this needs to be better. You need to think this through quicker. And then that's of course schisming the community to let's give them credit where it's due to this is a huge IP that needs to do much better, much faster. And they're yelling at each other. Yeah. So yeah. it's become a thing. They did introduce some uh, changes, I think yesterday or the discussion uh, of the changes. I don't know if they're fully implemented in the game yet. Um, and I think people were like happier about that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, someone in chat says it's 200 XP per match now, as of yesterday. Um, so it seems like they're, they're listening to community feedback and, and making that stuff, um, better. I think obviously the, the response to that, uh, from the internet is like the QA told you this was bad. You still shipped it anyways. So, uh, <laughs> it's, I guess if you have enough outrage, shit gets changed, uh, is, is the lesson to learn uh for gamers there um it should have definitely so, been left um, over the first way my channel just aired 3000 for a bunch of people and zeke was there saying it's not going bad on my channel y'all uh, thank you <laughs> that's really thank weird you so much for that uh apparently yeah apparently it's all over the place on my channel guys so try, try one of the other guys you you may how does that even make sense life. though because it's it is literally the exact <laughs> signal sending to one spot this is this is Twitch showing me they're not happy with my commentary. Yeah, like Twitch, <laughs> Twitch is like, these motherfuckers, we're going to take them out one by one. They were talking shit. They were talking shit. Uh, it's like the mob boss. It's like, say again that I don't love you. See what happens. Yeah. Barry. Barry, why is that happening? Why is it on one channel and not on all of the channels? Barry. Barry doesn't run the uh, the the restreamer. That's Jack. So I'll, I'll, I'll ping Jack and Jack! see what we can figure out. It really doesn't make oh, sense to me. Really, a suspicious user. I am. I'm pretty sure I just got flagged for suspicious use. And yeah, I were to say yeah, I can't. Just yeah. Barry's comment in reply. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> what? Barry. Wow. Well, 
There goes his Christmas bonus. Yeah, he's not. No shit. Well, to be honest, Cody was never going to get one because he doesn't invoice, you know? So <laughs> it's up to him. Uh, and then the Battlefield folk are just mad because that game just has a fucking ton of issues. Uh, that man, wow. Just a billion issues. Look, I, I, will, I, I will continue to say this. I have fun when I play Battlefield, but man, there are so many issues in that game. Um, they put out a patch uh, adjusting some like gameplay stuff. One of the guns was uh, much stronger than the others. They adjusted some ARs or something like that. Um, the last patch definitely helped a lot, but now I, I saw a, um, a Jack Frags uh, YouTube video who's like a big creator in that, uh, that community. And he was sitting on top of a building and basically in a bot match, uh, kind of attracted all the bots to a small area. And the more people and more shit that happened in that small area, the hit registration started to go away. So he would just be shooting enemies and none of the shots would connect at all. The more people that got involved. Uh, and so like seeing that video, it makes me think that there's just massive amounts of issues, uh, in that game that we don't even know about yet. Um, people are still playing it, but they're not happy. Hey, <laughs> more power to Sacral, man. Yes. He's just been like screaming through all this stuff. He's like max level. Like, oh man, it's, it just, yeah, it's so unfortunate too. Cause I think I speak for a lot of people when I said we were really hoping that 2042 would be good. You know, and then they cut out like so many weapons, like so many, there, there's so few weapons, so few game modes, not, not a huge amount of maps. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's such a step backward in so many ways. It's really, really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and, and th they call the scoreboard a legacy feature. I saw like, that. Yeah. That's kind of a weird one. Really? Really? Like, no, you just didn't put what it in. What does that mean? It means that it was uh, they 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 qualified some things as legacy features because they didn't put them in the new one and they and they're trying to say like it's a thing of the past and it's just like that's so clearly not the case. The scoreboard like, Zeke that, being the thing that shows your kills, deaths, assist. Like you can't actively right, pull that press, up. You press tab. There's no tab. Like you hold tab to look at it. There's no tab. You can't look at you can't look at how you're doing. Not globally. Not globally. Uh, not compared to other people. You can do it in you your squad. Other people are doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But there's, well, there's right. not like a global. And then, and then they made this. Do they not know change? their fucking audience, dude? Like, well, that's and how, that's even how weirder. like COD, COD kids measure peen. Like, <laughs> exactly. You're saying, you're saying, there right. I am. here's what's even weirder. They made it so, like, no longer are you a battlefield soldier. Now you are a person with a name, which is already, like, not great because then you're just running around, like, with clones of everybody. And then yeah. on top of that, they make it so at the end of every round, it puts everyone in a line that did the best. And it's like, you see the exact same people like with saying, it's just so awkward and weird and not well thought out. It's just, it's so strange. Yeah. Um, and just, it just doesn't seem like, it seemed like some big wigs wanted some things to happen. And then they just kind of did it without really thinking about it. And it's just so awkward. So awkward. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, I, I still stand by the idea that like, as long as there's no issues happening in the moment, I have fun with it's Battlefield. Fun. Yeah. Dude, like I, I had a I great a time playing with you. Blast. When, when we were just doing it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, the game, it's still Battlefield. It's still a modern-day current Battlefield. It's still fun. It's still a fun Battlefield. It's just, like, there's just so many parts of it. that it's You know, in some ways, it reminds me of Cyberpunk, where it's, like, 
there's some good stuff in it. Like there's absolutely some good stuff in it and it's, it's enjoyable to spend time in if, if it's not screwing up, (laughs) you know, but, but it's mired with issues and problems and design decisions that just aren't great. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, I'm going to restart, uh, the, the connection for Co's stream, which again, this doesn't make sense on a technical level because it's all the same. Uh, if it's affecting yeah. co-stream, then it's, it's his, it's, it's something to do with his page in particular, I guess. I don't know. I, it's really strange. Uh, we're going to, we're going to take a break though. We'll toggle it. Uh, so we'll go offline real quick and then we'll be right back. So don't, you don't have to leave the channel or anything. It should just restart. And hopefully whatever connection is frayed, uh, it, it starts to, uh, to get a little bit better. Then when we come back, uh, we do have uh, a Starfield trailer that we could watch. It's seven minutes. Yay! I haven't checked it out yet. Uh, there's also a halo infinite campaign launch channel or campaign launch trailer that we can check out as well as a warframe cinematic for the new war, which I haven't seen yet. Have you seen that? Is it good? Okay. I haven't checked that out yet. So we can, we can watch all three of those and then also uh, talk about whatever games we've been playing. So, which is really, I think like maybe four games amongst, uh, (laughs) I can talk for the rest of the show about the game I I had one stream. So we're good. Yeah. Oh, you did have, you did have a stream. Okay, good. I had the uh, I streamed Lost Judgment, but I've been playing one game and one game only. Oh, I'm curious to curious to see what that is. See it. Oh, we come back from break. Yeah, yeah I'll, this I'll is tell the you teaser. All about it. This is the teaser. This is the teaser. I'm glad. Oh, I'm I know. Glad. I'll tell you all about oh, it. Oh my. Okay, I know what that is because the last time we had a show, I messaged you in uh, Discord or in Slack, and you're like, "Hey, how do we get this?" Yep. And there we go. You've been playing it nonstop for two weeks. Um, also, I played Resident Evil 7 in VR some more, and uh, I'll talk about my experiences because uh, I'm still. I slept with the light on last night. Be right back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have more drop frames. Welcome back. Going to the second half here of dropped frames. Zeke, we teased. Let's talk. What are you addicted to? Where where has your mind been the past couple of days? Let's, I, TFT, baby. Do you hear that? Team fight Z, tactics. Do you, you hear that? What's that? That's my wife's bank account just going cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I've only spent 10 bucks so far. Um, and I, I, You're I, off the show. I, I, probably, I probably foresee myself uh, spending 10 bucks uh for for the new seasons and stuff or if there's a you know a frivolous thing that i want but i have no problem with that like i've already spent fucking so many hours just idly just like watching you know tv or whatever and playing it on my laptop or played it on my phone on the drive because it was a long drive i mean eight hour drive from uh, billings to uh to denver uh for thanksgiving so play a little bit on the on the drive on my phone it's got stuff. a mobile ui app? Oh, Dude, I didn't know that. The mobile UI is very good. And in fact, like the the I the tablet and and mobile make it really easy to play. Um in fact, in some ways it's better than the PC UI. Wow. Uh just just in just in cuz they have to make it streamlined and have to make it more like accessible or whatever. Yeah. So And then use the, the uh, League of Legends launcher as well. That's the big reason. That launcher's That is awful. huge, yeah. Yeah, it's abysmal. Yeah, terrible. But uh, yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of that lately, and uh, I'm starting like, it's one of those, uh, or it's 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 been. 
You know how the, the, there's ranks, right? There's bronze, silver, gold, whatever. Yeah. Oh, you're I playing recently rank. Just, yeah. I recently got to gold, and uh, I cannot fucking dig my way out of gold. Floor. Your heart, that's like, called, your heart stuck. That's what that's called. Yeah. Your heart stuck like, to gold. It's a huge skill jump from silver to gold, and I am just getting fucking, like, I look at the board, and I'm like, what in the fuck am I doing wrong that I was doing so right before? I think gold's pretty good, that, like. That's pretty good for being brand new to it. I I want to say that's a pretty good rank. Chat will let me know yeah, if it's I not mean, here in just a second. It I'm sure. A lot of fucking hours, man. I'll tell you. And if, for those of you who don't know what Teamfight Tactics is, it's uh, Auto Chess from uh, like Auto Chess was a was it was it a just an offshoot of it was a Dota mod that then Dota. they made in. There yeah, it was so successful that it became a entire genre, yeah. and then. Everyone copied it, and the people that copied it correctly and actually continually update it is League of Legends. And now it's, I think, like a mm -hmm. major flagship game for them. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. No, like, all you have to do is just, like, look up TFT comps and see how many fucking websites are dedicated or at least have a dedicated, like, section of, like, team comps, champions, all that kind of shit. Um, and uh, I've been doing that lately. Uh you and you kind of have to like if you want to keep up on what is uh you know you got to keep up on what's being nerfed what's being patched what's doing this what's doing that yeah like the team that worked last week uh is getting just fucking crushed this week because of you know things that they patched in and out and that kind of stuff um but like also going from from one rank to the next like man this was easy. Like I got, like I could just throw this team together and be fine. And now I got to be like, fuck. I got to know exactly where to place them, exactly what what items to give them, what power ups to take, or uh, uh, what uh, synergies matter, and all this kind of stuff. And it's not just like it's not straightforward anymore. And I'm I'm I love it. I love it. <laughs> I I have like, you know, you have your your streamer setup. My streamer setup is the classic H setup which is the you know gaming screen and two vertical screens right and on on like i have the game on the, the front screen and on the the right screen i have like all my cheat sheets like, yeah, <laughs> that? okay that's that and it fucks me a lot of times because i'm like wait a minute i gotta do this and then and then the, the round goes and i'm like shit i didn't put the god damn it <laughs> you know, like and also it it very much appeals to my my gambling nature because there's a there's a gambling aspect of it, just fake gambling, uh, or excuse me, in-game gambling. Because you, in order to get a fresh set of champions to pick from, you have to spend uh, the gold you collect. So you can either choose to spend it on experience leveling up, meaning you can put more pieces on the board, yeah, or getting like gambling, getting better pieces. And man, sometimes it just feels like you get fucked by the by the RNG. Um, you're not, you never get that last piece that you need or whatever, but that's part of the game. And part of my downfall is that <laughs> I'm more too much? like, I want well, one of the tactics or one of the, like the, the basic things is just like sit there and let your, let, you know, let your interest grow. Cause the more you get more gold, you gain the more interest you get. Right. So you just sit there and you have to let your interest grow. And I'm like, uh, I mean, I, I, I probably could get that. I, I'm going to get that one. And then you just go like go from like your 50 gold, which is the max interest you can get. And then you go down to like 20 and you're like, why did I do that? 
and you hate yourself all the while and it feels good to compete it really does it's something that i feel like i can i can get my head around i mean i'll you know? i'll say this much uh stripping plays tft uh on stream like 10 hours a day and you're better than him he's silver <laughs> uh so you got something going on because uh, <laughs> stripping's pretty good at league of legends uh in terms of just the base game like he's a very competitive gamer uh so you're okay. i think someone in my chat said that gold is like the top 30 percent of the player base so none to none to be ashamed of for sure especially being that you started what two weeks ago so you're getting up there yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's once i hit that gold uh it's one of those it's one of those feelings you're like all right i can say i hit gold now now i'm now i'm not like for for a minute there i was like i'm just gonna experiment with like these like how 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 I play? How do I play? Because I can't. You can't go once you hit a, a certain like the tier, you can't go down again. Right. Like you you get to gold. There's four tiers. You can go down within those four. You know, gold one, two, three, four. Right. But once you're at gold four zero points, like you can't go anywhere lower than that. So I'm just sitting there like, okay, now I'm gonna really play, and I and I do like one like second third place or something okay now i'm gonna do it next game i'm back down to zero god damn fuck this fucking game <laughs> oh I'm sorry so, i didn't mean to yeah. wake you up honey yeah. i'm sorry i didn't mean to wake you up i'm yelling too loud i apologize that's me i'm playing i was playing a lot of just base league of legends but now they're in does tf2 do like a preseason? uh because like normal league of legends right now is in preseason where it's like a two month two month break where they basically turn off actual ranked mode and now it's right, like ranked right, right. still exist, but it's not necessarily the rank during the actual season. Uh, and so I kind of like lost interest. Does TF2 do anything like that? Uh, or is I'm it not always sure, on? man. I haven't, I think I, I haven't been playing TF2. long enough, but I think it might be always on. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, oh yeah. They're saying, they're saying there's no, uh, seasons or anything. It's just always on. Also TFT, not TF2. Yeah. TF2 is yeah. a FPS. Yeah. <laughs> But it's it's who's your it's, who's your character? What's your what's your build? Talk my, shop my, for the people that listen. Man, my go-to comp right now. <laughs> your uh, comp. I'm really. Yeah, I know. I'm saying I'm using the, the lingo. I guess. Yeah, that's, but, that's um, what I want to hear. Uh, my go-to comp right now. I love the challengers. The challengers are uh, the they you, you get a team of challengers and they once they make a kill, they get faster. So oh. Every kill you're going faster, so it builds upon itself. But you gotta get that first kill. And if you come up against like some sort of tank front person that like has a lot of armor or shield or whatever, you can't get the. It's hard to get the challenger rolling because it just like you're just trying to kill that front thing. So placement, you got to make sure to like place them and stuff. And I'm just starting to get into the to the headspace of like checking other people's because I like that becomes an important thing to check other people's uh how their boards are set up of course yeah um scout i mean not early game obviously but like you gotta yeah you gotta scout their team if you're like the last you know five four or five players left you gotta scout them see their placement on the board uh act accordingly shit like that a lot of times like if you don't have your team cop will come against come up against your like kryptonite or whatever um and they'll have like a back row that you can't get to and the back row is just uh, some spellcaster that's just fucking wasting your ass because you can't get to that person. So, like, man, there's some 
there have been some real good games uh, where it's just me and me and one other person just battling it out, going back and forth, going wins, win for win, like gambling, like I need that one fucking last piece and I can beat your ass. <laughs> like comes up to the last game. We both got like two or three health left. And I'm like, I fucking got that fucker. Bam. Then you bring it out. and You're like, I'm going to kick his. Oh, he got something. Oh, no. That's a loss. And that's a loss. Maybe Is it only top it, like but, uh pull like one, two, and three if you move up or if you win? Like uh, that's four. top four. Okay. And it's eight yep. people yep. in a game. Yep. Eight people in a game. Uh top four get uh points going up. Uh but it also it also like encourages you to keep your head in the game. Because if you like get a seventh or an eighth, that's like a fucking shitload of points that just go mm. your uh, rank points bust you down you know so you gotta like keep your average like do do a good job average yeah yeah well it's cool i'm uh i've never of all the games i would never have suspected that tf2 was your or jesus christ tft was your pvp uh obsession yeah it's 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 not turn-based but it, it kind of feels like turn-based the, the reason why it's not turn-based because there is a time limit yeah. You have to do things within a given time. But if you're not playing uh, Hyper Roll, which is basically like double speed uh, TFT, mm-hmm. you have enough time if you uh, have an idea of what you want, like the, the team comp you want to make. If you don't, though, you can be fucked for like, I've got three different avenues I can go down, and they're all like going up equally at the same time. None of them like stand out, so you're just like, yeah what do i do like you got to pick one and go with it and then you end up picking the wrong one and you know you lose yeah we should you should uh hit up stripping he runs a they have like a ton of people that play uh tft together on his channel maybe you should jump into some of those games or something i think he's probably no wait it's wednesday he takes wednesdays off you say he's probably playing right now he'll be playing tomorrow probably playing well the thing is like he's probably playing right now let's go I, I streamed like an hour and a half, maybe two hours of it. And I was like, back seats open. Because I just wanted to see like everybody. Everyone's got opinions. For many, many, everybody's got a different different opinion. Like, no, nah, you, you don't put that on that, you idiot. Like, yeah, of course you do. Yeah. You know, that kind of shit. So. Competitive it's backseat gaming the, yeah. is very different from like narrative or story focused backseat gaming games. Because it, it gets... It, it is competitive in the back seating, if that makes sense. <laughs> like people are competitive within the channel to backseat better than someone else. Uh, it's really wild to see that, but it's cool. I'm glad I have you're Hunter, uh, Do I have trouble remember building the artifact stuff? I do. Uh, that's why I have cheat sheets up because mm. there's there's items that you can get item, and you and you combine them together and they make a different thing, and that's how you power up your champions. Uh, I have a cheat sheet set up, but uh, it's getting to the point where like. There's only like, out of the out of, out of however many combinations, there's only ten you use regularly, and then like the like twenty, like ten more that you kind of like are situational. But like there's like the biggest or or, or the best items for tank or uh, sniper or you know magic user stuff like that. Right. They all have the the best, and they all sh- like. It's the best for all of them around them, uh, like across the board. So, like, I know those ones, but uh, situationally, you 
I, I'm not good yet. Not good situationally. Like, uh, I can't make this thing, and I can't fucking find another item, so do I put the thing on the champion, or do I wait to see if I find what I need? Right. Another gamble, like a time gamble. Um, Hurricane actually had the same question I had in my chat. Is is there like a third party app? So when you play League of Legends, there's a app. There's multiple apps, but the one that I use calls Blitz, and mm-hmm. actually puts an overlay in the game that tells sure. you like get blah 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 item or do whatever build. Is that is there similar stuff for TF2? Oh, oh, oh yes. Okay. Uh, I had one uh, on mine for a hot hot second called. Uh, it was from mobile 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 analytics or something like that okay all right yeah the chat's rattling off a bunch of names tf i didn't like it seems kind of weird uh companies i'm assuming are cool with that yeah yeah they're it's fine it's not necessarily mobilitics mobilitics yeah there's like there's blitz there's professor uh or poor poor professor sorry Uh, you got to keep it on brand um yeah it's (laughs) It's not necessarily frowned upon. I think most people have that type of stuff. And I think also in the game, you can even uh, make your own builds and save them, Co. At least in League. You can like make a build so it saves in the, the overlay stuff. I haven't figured out how to do that in uh, on the PC version, but you can definitely do that uh, on the mobile version. Like, oh. You can put your build in like the build you want to go for. But I haven't figured out how to do that on on PC yet. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not even possible. Like that that the riot la- or the league launcher is fucking archaic and dog shit and you know old as shit. And it they it's, need to update it's it, just man. Fucking stupid. That if you want to play it on PC, you have to go through yeah uh, the fucking League of Legends launcher. So I have to like, would you like to play League of Legends? No, but you gotta. I gotta go there anyway. <laughs> so I guess put me in there. But yeah. if like you can use the Google Play Store or the Apple Store, like and get the, it's just an app for TFT. You could run uh, BlueStacks Zeke, which is an Android emulation that runs on your desktop, and then you would get the TFT mobile client on your desktop if that's better. It's an extra Blue step. Stack? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think BlueStacks yeah. is is one of the better well-known ones i think that's an android emulator i don't know what type of phone you have but yeah i'll look it up yeah yeah i have an android yeah anyways i have a, a or a pixel cool yeah i think that should work also if you have windows 11 uh you can also just run android apps on that i don't know if you've updated oh no. usually at chat as streamers we don't upgrade to windows 11 because that we don't want to break anything <laughs> go you haven't installed win 11 right you're still on Win. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. Price code is still not on Windows Seven, dude. <laughs> I'm scared of it, man. XP. Uh, yeah. Use XP for everything. XP is great. I held on for dear life to Seven until I had to switch to, to Ten. Yeah. I com- almost completely skipped Eight. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. Anyways, uh, well, that's cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. We'll we'll check in over the month of uh, December to see. See how long you stick around. See if you're still super addicted. I would like to see Zeke at max rank. I think that's, yeah, Get hit Challenger. Is Challenger max rank in t- like it is in League? I know there's Plaid and Diamond. But is there Challenger? Oh, is that the highest? Oh, there's, there's, I haven't even looked up. I didn't want to see how low I was on the fucking totem pole, but. I think it goes. I don't know the, I don't know all the ranks. I, I know, I figured there was a Platinum, but I didn't know there was like two higher than that. I think it goes Gold, Plat, Diamond challenger 
And Challenger is like the tip top, like the top, it, 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 fucking insanely hard to get. Iron, bronze, silver, iron, yeah. bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, master, oh, master, grandmaster. Okay, master and grandmaster. I didn't know that. How many challengers can there be at any given time, chat? Oh God. I I don't think those there's 200 challengers. So you got to be a top 200 players, Zeke, I believe. Oh, so they that's like a constantly rotating thing if people get good. Yeah, right? 200 200 people per region. I think he could do it. Wow. I think it's possible. Wow. Yeah. Good Zeke. Yeah. Take him out. Lead those well, yordles to success. That's it's it's a yeah. You said it right. Good job. Um, yeah. You. Uh, it's it's just it's honestly just a matter of keeping up with the meta. It's like it's like Magic the Gathering a little bit. Yeah. It's like you got to keep up with you got to have luck and you got to play uh, the the three team comps that win. You know, and you got to be lucky lucky enough to get them. Yeah, you know, because there is a there is a modicum of luck in there, but it's like poker. Like, yeah, sure, there's luck, but you can hedge your bets to where seventy five percent of the time you're going to win that pot. Yeah, makes sense. Cool stuff, uh, Co. You've been you're caught up. You finished all the Final Fantasy, all of it, in like a week, I think. Yeah, yeah, two weeks. Yeah, Just did the Omega raids today. Oh, nice! You're going back and doing. Yeah, that's. Uh, those are good. Did you do winning tonight? Whatever that is. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's one of the additional uh, post eighty dungeons or whatever. Uh, one of the best music wise, at least. Anyways, uh, I think the last time we did a show, you had not started yet, and we had a discussion of. Uh, I think you brought it up, or maybe I brought it up, of it being like too hype or overhyped. Uh, yes. I definitely had a fear of, of that going into like, I, I, I definitely celebrate the game and I've talked about how much I enjoy it, et cetera, but I'm very careful about not overhyping it uh, and was worried that it had gotten to that point for you. So now I have yes. not, we've not spoken about it. I've only seen, uh, I think all you said in Slack was 5.3 today, finished 5.3. And that was it. That was all I saw. So all in, how was it? Was it overhyped? You kind of ruined it for Yes, that was the goal. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So here's here's how it was. Um, so Stormblood, Stormblood was was fun, and I I enjoyed Stormblood, and uh, but it was definitely like it was a slow burn that kind of went into a a, a finale, and it was good that the finale was there, and I enjoyed it, and everything was good. Yeah. Um. Then I did the patches between Stormblood and Shadowbringers. And it was, it was better. Like, it was good. I, I, I was feeling it going into Shadowbringers. I was like, this is cool. This is cool. Shadowbringers starts. And I was like, oh, this is a direction we're going. Like, this, right. I, this was unexpected. Yeah, I would not have guessed this, which is awesome. Um, I got, like, the first th third through Shadowbringers. And I enjoyed it. It was not the best thing I'd ever played. I agree. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> um i i felt a lot better about the first and second third of Shadowbringers than i did the first and second third of he of stormblood like the first and second third of stormblood felt at times i was just like there was definitely a couple times in stormblood when i was like let's just get through this part Agreed. <laughs> let's just get through this part let's just do this <laughs> i'm on board so far yeah let's, okay 
So the I will say that Shadowbringers, unlike Stormblood, got a hook in me early. And that was the Tessline scene. Yes. Um, when I saw that, I was just like, what the? It sets the stage <laughs> for the expansion, yeah. Yeah, like, like okay, this is wild. And I kind of like the Bothry stuff, and you know, it was it was it was all enjoyable. At the beginning, and I, and I talked about this on stream a little bit. At the beginning of the second to last day, I was having a great time, and I was really enjoying it. But like I told my chat, I was like, if something doesn't happen, then I feel like I'm going to be one of those people that said, I had a good time, but this was overhyped. Like, like I, I had a good time with it. It was good. I enjoyed it. But this was not the sliced bread thing that I was hoping it to be. Mm -hmm. That was at the beginning of the second to last day. And then by the time I finished 5.0, I was like, holy fuck, this is incredible. Correct. You're, on, you're correct so far. You've passed the test. And then I got to the end of 5.3, and I, I was basically holding back tears for like 30 minutes straight. And then I was really lucky because I got to this point with a character named Seto, and unfortunately, my camera malfunctioned. Um, ah, yes. A, a Every, yeah, it's weird. Minute. They need to fix the code on They got to patch that part. They really do. Yeah, as, it as happens somebody, to everyone. It's weird. As somebody tweeted after I posted my 5-3 thing, and yes, I don't F-bomb often, chat, but I feel like that deserved it. I feel like that was a tactical F-bomb. Um, as, as somebody very aptly posted on, on the tweet that I said 5-3 was, you know, something else, he says, everybody's gangsta until Seto closes his eyes. <laughs> That's correct. And I completely related to that. Um, but no, I, I was, I was, it, it went from good to amazing to me in the last two days. And it was mainly because it, it made me realize that Stormblood was like a whole lot of okay. And then the last third of the game was very contained. And it was good. And, it, and I enjoyed the end of Stormblood. It was good. Where Shadowbringers, the first, two, the first two thirds of the game, like Stormblood, were not hugely engaging. But then when you get to the last third of Shadowbringers, not only is the end incredible, but you realize that the first two thirds were basically just a huge amount of ground. Like exactly, the, the, the yeah. first entire two thirds were lining up dominoes. And then not only did you have like this really cool end part with some incredible scenes, some huge revelations about the game, like all this stuff, but then you have like this collapse, this, this second wave washes over the whole thing of everything that had happened, like also crescendoing. And then by the time you get to the end of five, three, you're just like, it's like, it's like you're standing on a beach and there's just like a tidal wave in front of you. Like, like when I, I, when I realized that everyone was going around the world, and I was like, I was like, oh God, we're doing a farewell tour, aren't we? Yeah. We're we're gonna we're gonna go meet all these people, and every one of them is gonna be like super emotional. And it's gonna and I was just like, I had to be like <sighs> it's <yeah. laughs> like I, okay. <laughs> it's really interesting, uh, because me and Jesse have talked about this a lot on uh on the show that we do, because he experienced it the same way that you experienced it, and that was all at one time. And so when I experienced it, it was with months in between. Yeah. And so mine is kind of the inverse where the end of 5.0 was the emotional moment. 
And because we had like two and three, uh, well, like three to four months, some sometimes even longer than that uh, with some of the patch because uh, of COVID, um, like 5.3 hit hard and Seto hit hard, but the end of 5.0 is what really fucked me up. Um, specifically the scene where, let's say the axe drops and the music hits, like that was, yeah. for whatever reason, that was Incredibly the moment emotional. that like, uh, you know, sent me over overboard. Um, mine was mine was the 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 uh, in five zero for the heaviest hitting for me it was not only that and that was just like a swell of emotion, but that little smile and then that two those two yes. words from the antagonist I was just like, I say that all crazy the time because <laughs> all of a sudden yeah you know what it's funny because I say that in 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 Endwalker I'm trying to I'm trying Sage and, and oh, the yeah. big chat thing is great now all your party members can be like Emmett. It's true. And I'm just like, assholes. Um, so, but no, it's, it's that, that one scene for me, like it was, and I said this at the end of the thing too. Um, I think Emmett Selk is one of my favorite antagonists in any game. I like said that very game. statement, I think uh, two years ago on this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, like even after everything I've ever been through, uh, it, it is, it was it, his, his writing in the context of the entire final fantasy 14 universe is absolutely amazing because not only does he like personify the entire Asian adventure, but at the same time, he, he, he personifies it. He puts a spin on it. And by the time he says those two words, not only are you conflicted, but there's a part of you like rooting for him. Like, it's just like, like you're, you're so sad to see him go. And it's like, this is the, this is the biggest of the big bads in a lot of ways. And yeah. like they 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 not only spin the entire like it's so good that by the time he's gone, you're questioning everything you've done in previous expansions. Where it's just like who who is the real bad guy? Like like you're 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 in his shoes and you're just like, I probably would have done the same thing. Like it's it's just it was so wild. It was so wild to see all that kind of like come together. And um yeah, yeah. Whole experience was amazing. I went from five oh to five three in Less you did it pretty quick. Hours. Yeah. I did it in less than 24 hours. I, I finished 5-0, and in two days, I was completely finished. Yeah. So for, for me, 5-3 hit me like an absolute rock. 5-3 was the real ending for me. Like, like 5-3 five, five, was my 5-0. Like, that's that's when everything... And I think for, it was... Structurally, it is, in general. It's the end yeah, of Shadow yeah. Warriors, yeah. Well, I, and I also, I think it was a little different for us, because, like, for you... 5-0 was the end at the time. Right, right. But for me, knowing because I, I have to, it wasn't I wasn't spoiled by it, but I did know at the end of 5-0 that many people had said 5-3 is the real ending. Right. So in my mind, 5-0 didn't have a finality to it. You know, like like Can it you was stop amazing. Saying 5-0 and start saying 5.0 because I keep looking at the door like I'm gonna get fucking busted. <laughs> like I'm I'm ready. I'm like looking for like someplace to rat hole my stash. Like, <laughs> gotta watch out right for the popo. I had to say something. It's been a man. I got to put some color in there, or yeah. else I'm not doing my job. Gotta watch out for the popo. It's like it's like me when we were talking about TFT. Um, but yeah. So it was it was it was anyway. TLDR. It was amazing. It it definitely lives up to the hype. Um, I I was I was going in with hype that it was a good expansion. I was not aware that it was a good culmination to everything Final Fantasy XIV had been to that point. Yeah. The the sheer scope of what Shadowbringers in, it is it is a conclusion not only for that expansion, 
it is a conclusion for everything that's happened in that world up until that point. Yep. So like from from the from the moment I made this character and played days before. It, it's um, why you it can't skip like a realm reborn. It's why people yeah. say you can't skip it. A realm reborn is is sixty hours of uh preamble of pre intro to the the game. And if you don't have that shit, the rest of it just doesn't hit as hard. And even or even, hit even that even those were dominoes. Even those dominoes yeah. fell down at the end of Shadowbringer. Like like dominoes from that far back. Um, like even like some of those ancient scenes when they were like going back in time and like hearing about the like La Brea and all that kind of stuff. Like it was it was crazy how much they pulled into that. Um, I will say that I now share the exact same concerns that I was told before Shadowburn. Which was I am legit confused what they're going to do with Endwalker. I feel like like I'm I'm actually legit sitting here like. Where could they go that's going to be as impactful as what they did in Shadowburn? Because there were, but then I mean, I'm, I'm sure the surprise. I'm sure they will. But I have to say, like, it is going to be. It has made me more hyped to see what Endwalkers is going to be than than I possibly thought I could be. Like, I I forego my whole plan was to slow down and take it easy and finish Shadowbringers a week or two after Endwalker and then go slow there. And now here I am, like, like chomping at the bit to get started with Endwalkers. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play the main story, like, all the way through. Like, I want to know what happens. I want to hear all the music. I want to do the fights. <laughs> Let's go. I am a huge fan of Xenos. I think he's a hilarious. <laughs> I, I love, I love our new uh, Oh Crazy. I can't even remember his name. Uh, he's such a ridiculous It's name. a really it stupid is. name. It's Fan Daniel. Fan, Dan, yeah, Fan Daniel. Like, yeah. whoever came up with it. It's that. a real stupid name. It's but real, I, I love the character. And I and honestly, like, um, very much like Yotsuyu. Like, I am extremely interested to, to get, to figure out Fan Daniel's path from whatever he was to where he is now. Like, what possibly could have happened to this guy to make him so extra and crazy and want everyone dead? Like, it's yeah. going to be a fun journey to take, for sure. So It will be. Yeah, I just I can't wait, man. I'm excited and can't wait. We'll see if it can... Uh, me and Jesse had a, a very long conversation of, like, the idea of um, the hype leading into it and if it can in any way, like, surpass what Shadowbringers did. And in so many ways it can't, but and maybe story wise it can. But like Shadowbringers for that game, and really the past two years have been, uh, like not not even just for the game, but just for games in general. It has set a bar on like how to recapture an audience yeah. and how to grow a game and how to build a community. That there's really no way that like Endwalker could replicate that. And if it does, then that's insanity uh, <laughs> to begin with. Uh, yeah. But from a story perspective, like. The hardest part of telling a good story is sticking the landing. Uh, I've I've had that shared with me, and now I believe it uh, to be true. And we'll see if they can stick the landing. Uh, I'll, I'm curious. A, a week from now, if we finished it, it might be uh, long enough to where we we haven't finished it by next Wednesday, or we'll come back on the show and discuss it. We'll see. Uh, but it's the end. Six is the end. There's no patches after that. It's the end of a, a almost a ten year arc uh, of that entire game. Well, so we'll see. It, there's no more. There's no more patches pertaining to Asium, right? It's the end of the current storyline. Yeah, we don't there know will if be more patches. There will be more patches. One. Yeah, there, there is more yeah. game, but like all the characters that we know now, they might not make it. They might go their own ways. They might not be in the story. That we don't really know what's going to happen. There are so many death flags for so many different characters in those trailers that you have no idea who's yeah. going to live, who's going to die. They've really set it up quite well in that regard. Um, we're gonna Thanos the cast and then just go with it. 
Yeah. And I, I will say this, and this honestly puts me at more risk if I wouldn't say this. I'm very worried uh, for people who stream the game. This is a very streamer-centric worry. Very worried for people who stream the game uh, because there are people that are new to Final Fantasy that do not give a fuck about the story and will be skipping cutscenes to get to the end of that game and get to the raids faster. I'm really worried for the chat experience. I might actually just play in perma-sub mode until it's over. Uh, because wow. I I do not like I'm so worried that not necessarily the streamers but bad actors from those channels because there's you know, tens of thousands of viewers. You know what, dude? I don't think you're really going to need to worry about it. Well, now that you said that, I definitely do. So I'm going to go sub. No. Yeah, you know why? <laughs> you know why? Because I just got <laughs> through. I just got through all of the expansions in the last two months. Right, and I. I didn't have a single major story element. Soda Pop and started never... three days ago, though. <laughs> Soda Pop that... started playing the game like three or four days ago, though. <laughs> still, well, I feel, I and, and Grant, don't, Grant, don't get me wrong. I know there's a lot of crossover, but it's the kind of thing. And well, hey, none of Soda Pop and people are going to get to it, hopefully. But the, the point is, is that like I, the Final Fantasy 14 community, I think in a lot of ways revels in seeing their streamers you know, experience oh, 100%. These, these big points. So yeah. I, I would be, I would be very, I'd be very surprised if it, like, don't get me wrong. There may be a few outliers. I mean, we, we have huge communities. It's yes. going to happen. But yeah. I don't know if it's the kind of thing where we need to, we need to worry too much about it. Other games are a completely different thing. But really I've been very impressed with the 14 community in terms of, of that kind of stuff. Um, 100%. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. The whole smile thing and stuff like that like i i you know make a smile emote and just anytime just keep keep it in the side of your eye anytime you see that smile emote in your chat just don't look for a few minutes i did that for for this and again i never had a single major story element and that was with people like accidentally doing that kind of stuff you know i yeah so, again my worries are different this time around for multiple reasons one chat won't know when to smile two chat will be dead when i stream this game and three We'll probably have maybe I'm I'm guessing like eight seven hundred viewers total, and not a single one will talk. Uh, so that's I, a that's yeah. a luxury situation uh, that I unfortunately don't have. So probably emote only the entire is is the the way that we're gonna rock on the channel. I'm already warning people like people people have been coming in and being like, "Man, Co, you're gonna stream Endwalker Day One. You're gonna get so many viewers." I was like, you know, I'd no. be surprised. Yeah, that's really not how it's going to work. It's going to be the opposite because everyone everyone who would normally watch us is going to be playing and they all know that we're going to be going through the main story quickly so they don't want to spoil their own playthroughs. So it's like, yeah. I really, really don't think that's how it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> temper temper expectations. You know, just enjoy your own run. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the way I'm approaching it as well. So yeah. we'll probably rock mode only mode, but we'll see. Or, or maybe like a follower only mode for like a week or some shit. I don't know. That's the kind of thing that I think would be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For but those of you who are wondering, like, why I'm not talking or whatever, if I look lost, or, I, I played Final Fantasy fourteen up to um, what was before Shadowbringers? Stormblood. Stormblood. That, you played till that. Storm. I, you played halfway played, of Stormblood, I think, is what my chat I, said. No, I played all the way up through the most, the the at the time, the story mode, the story of that expansion. Oh, then, or or whatever. 
No, it wasn't that you played halfway through Stormblood. It's that you were halfway through Stormblood patches. So you're probably like, oh, okay, four point two ish. There you go. There you go. Or four point so ish. Yeah, two hundred plus hours of yeah. Final Fantasy, which is you know rookie fucking numbers. I get it. Yeah, sure, whatever. Game's uh, long, but man. like, I put two hundred hours into it, and I uh, I got to max level, and uh, I got to the, well, you know. I was on my way to finishing the story of the time or of the, of the current patch or whatever. And I immediately, it was just like, I got to max level and my, my heart went, we don't care about this anymore. And I went really hard. And then it's like, <laughs> yep. And I walked away, happens, I walked yeah. away. Like I didn't even do any like max dungeons or what, what are they called? Like the dungeons, or Dun- the, the there's raids, raids are, trials. I don't know what word you're looking for. There was like a power word attached to like savage uh, raids. The raids. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I never did any of those expert dungeons didn't do any of those few do, to be but, honest. I, I think those are pretty low percentages, but yeah. 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 I think a lot of people are in that situation, Zeke. So you're, you're not alone with that. The game now with, with Endwalker uh, being put into it is, is approaching like three to 400 hours uh, of content to like, see through it all. If you're, if you're sitting there reading everything um, verbatim, it's definitely a lengthy, a lengthy session, a lengthy playthrough. So, yep. yeah, that comes out Friday. We'll be jumping into it, uh, and hopefully back on this show next week, singing its praises. Uh, but we'll see. It's going to be an interesting one, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I like like I said earlier, and somebody was talking about this in chats. Just to make sure people know, I definitely originally was going to wait to play Endwalker, but I just got too swept up in the hype. Like I'm. I, being able to experience an MMO when it comes out is a very rare thing, especially when it's big as Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. So I just I decided when I whole, when I started the whole Road to Endwalker thing, when I buckled down and said I'm going to do my best to catch up, like that was the decision. I, I it's been a long time, man. It's been years since I've actually been at the start of these things, and it's honestly to be blunt, the most fun time in an MMO ever is on release. Yep. That's when everyone's excited. That's when everyone's engaged. You know, you, you can't just go Google everything. Like, things are new. Well, and, so. and Final Fantasy is unique in the sense, too, because, like, I hate bringing up WoW because then it just is going to spark that type of conversation in chat. But World of Warcraft, when expansion comes out, that shit's all been data mined. It's been on the fucking PTR for, you know, months at this point. You know literally every single thing that's going to be in the expansion. We don't know, we don't know shit. <laughs> Story-wise, we don't really know much apart from the new classes that are going to be in there on Friday. There is a tweet uh, from like a, a Japanese publication that had a new mount that showed up last night at like 2 a.m. I woke up and like people were losing their fucking minds over this new Paisa mount uh, that, that is going to be in the game. Uh, so that's like where that hype is at for the game is just also- a small crumble. Of uh, or a small crumb of amount is people are like, oh, I'm fucking excited. I can't fucking wait. Also, for me, uh, after I got the call, especially, and then he like went on and cried about it. Like when Yoshi delayed the game for two weeks <laughs> just so I had a chance to catch up. That's right. I felt kind of obligated. Yeah. You know, like at that point, he's delayed the game, gave me the time, I took advantage of it. So it's like, yeah, you know, I kinda, I have to play on release. That's true. That's true. Yoshi's Yoshi's a G. He's a real homie. <laughs> he's a real dude. He's a homie. Yeah, I love it. But funny enough. Co is joking effect that he got a personal cult. He actually went on air and cried in front of the audience for delaying the game for two weeks. That that is a real thing that the director of the game did. Uh, yeah, I am completely wild. kidding about it. But to see that amount of passion, and it's really interesting. Also, just final final little shout out here. 
Um, the 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 degree of care and passion that these devs have, not only for their community, but properly managing expectations, communicating actual realistic things that are going to happen. Like it is, it is so refreshing to see a company grab the situation by the reins and be like, we're going to do everything we can to control this properly for you guys. Like, yeah. We're going to put in extra effort. We're going to make extra briefs. Like just today, uh, they, the patch notes have already come out. They released a lengthy thing saying like, look, there are going to be server delays. Yep. Here's how we addressed it. Here's what you need to expect. It's going to happen. We're doing our best, but this is the situation. Like they get, they get so far ahead of this stuff that it's, it's, it's again, it's just, it's such a breath of fresh air instead of being react. They're being proactive instead of react. And it is so nice. Yeah. So appreciative. We didn't, we didn't even really discuss that. Um, but the, the, Friday is is an interesting uh, situation, being that the game over the past two years and really over the past six months has just blown up uh, for a myriad of reasons, whether it's uh, giant streamers playing it for the first time um, from so many different regions. Uh, COVID also uh, benefiting the game in the sense that a lot of people just jumped in because they were stuck at home. Um, like queue times and server infrastructure is going to, That'll probably be part of the story uh, next week when we're talking about it is like, how long did you sit in queue? Oh, uh, yeah. How All long Friday. was your server offline? Uh, I'm expecting yeah. for Friday to be in queue most of the time, log in, probably play anywhere from five to 30 minutes, get kicked back into the queue. Like that's that's going to be probably most of the day, Friday and Saturday, if not longer. Knock on wood. And I know it's, there's so many different things. Once you usually get into the game, Unless they're being DDoSed, which I fully think is going to occur, because that happened. Uh, people had DDoSes on the original date that the game was supposed to come out. Uh, <laughs> they DDoSed the servers. Once you're in game, it usually goes fine after that. We'll see what happens. Um, there might be a lot of like bad actors at work that just keep the servers down for everyone, but they're usually pretty good about that stuff. As long as you're not living through the Stormblood launch co, you're good. Like that, that's, that was a, that was a situation We I did a sponsored 24 hour stream for the launch of storm. I remember that, uh, five hours in there was a queue. I couldn't Blind do gone. anything. Yeah. They were like, go to sleep. Aaron was, uh, also streaming at the time. She was one of like three streamers that actually got through the instanced, uh, thing and was able wow. just to continue the stream. Um, but everyone else was like stuck in queues. And when I mean everyone, it was like the entirety of the game got stuck at that very, very small point. So they've learned that lesson at least. They, um, they also were very public about the fact uh, that they were like, we would have liked to include more servers, more hardware. They just couldn't. But they were not able to secure it because of the, the capacitor shortage. Yeah. So it's like, that's another thing where it's, it's very much just like not in their hands. They, they wanted to do more, but we're not able to, but yeah, we'll see how it goes out. All I know is I'm going in with super low expectation. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take it as it comes and enjoy what I got. And in I'm terms not of server stability in. and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'll be online. Unfortunately, I'm going in with super high expectations yeah. for Endwalker. <laughs> yeah, I'll be yeah. online at 4 a.m. Uh, Eastern on Friday morning. We'll see what happens. Uh, I would honestly call. I would actually, unless you have someone, they said that they're going to kick people off after 30 minutes. I was going to say you should wake oh, up I'm, at 3 a.m. I'm clicking play. I'm clicking play at 8. Yeah, I, I'm just going to ride it, I've decided. I, I was thinking about doing the 4 a.m. thing, but it's just like, I got, I do actually have a, a large portion 
that are playing Final Fantasy fourteen with me that for various reasons cannot play themselves. Mm. So I didn't I didn't want them to have to get up at four. Well, I was just like, saying wake up at four and log in and then stay logged in to bypass all the key stuff. But you got yeah, you know, maybe maybe I'll try a little bit early. We'll see. Yeah, you gotta I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It did say they're gonna be aggressive with the AFK stuff. Yeah, thirty minute logouts yeah. is what it is. So yeah. if you're not doing something for 30 minutes, they'll, they'll kick you. And I, they were pretty, they left that on for a while uh, at like Shadowbringers launch. So it was, it was generally fine. And hopefully they've got enough like DDoS prevention shit in the works that will just, if they pull it off, Man. if they pull off a launch without any issues and the story is good, that's going to be wild. That'll be a, especially given the state of, to be honest. Of yeah. Size. Yeah. Especially given the state of like internet and how game coverage is these days that'll be wild yeah there's there's staff and employees in my chat they're like shut the fuck up jp <laughs> for, for me for me it's not it's like i'm much more about accepting that stuff's going to happen i'm much more about how they're going to react to it mm. like shit's going to break yeah. it's not going to work i'm not worried about you. that how are they going to react to it like are, are we going to like that's that's what i'm that's what i'm most interested in if, and if they because you can't not these days like the way the way just the metrics behind the way mmos releases work is just it's almost impossible to deal with yeah um so you know like yeah hey Shadowbringers was literally a flawless launch so yeah was it yeah they had they had one ddos uh situation that went down on the first day and i think apart from that it was flawless so it was on her it was part of the reason i think it's praises so much two years ago so we'll see we'll see how it goes that's that okay uh we still have some trailers to watch i don't have to spend too long on it uh but i did play resident evil 7 vr finally uh oh man is it better on ps5 no it there are no changes to it it loads the same that it did on the ps4 they didn't do the only reason that i'm playing ps5 is because i didn't want to also have a ps4 set up on my desk and so that I had to order really unfortunate to hear. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. I had to order like the little adapter, um, which is literally just a USB, some USB 1.0 version to a USB like C adapter. And that's it. I'm probably looking back on it with rose tinted glasses. Is was there like loading? Like, does it take a long time to load? I don't, first know, load I don't remember. Is, first like, load takes a while. Once yeah. you're in game, it loads fine. Um, okay. But I was hoping it would be like it was still. I mean, you it, it it was hard going from Resident Evil Seven to like an actual index game. Like it it right. it really is just night and day in terms of. And granted, there's it's it would still be restricted by the PSVR and its screen and everything. I was still kind of hoping that they would give it like a, a thorough next gen, at least running better update kind of thing. But yeah, I, I wish yeah. they did. I mean, I'm to say i'm enjoying it is not necessarily a proper <laughs> way of talking about that but it played and ran fine i did have a moment uh the game's old enough when you're in the uh the garage for the first time and the dad is there and you he like chases around you have to get into the car and drive it and run him over or whatever i like finished that scene i was like this is pretty sick like i'm enjoying this a lot and then the next like moment is when the grandma's at the top of the stairs just sitting in a chair staring at you as you walk around the room hated that then you go and put a tape into a tv and like she's the mom is chasing you around a room when you're playing as mia and then the lights go out when you're underneath the fucking thing man fuck that game 
Dude, why, why in the fuck are you playing it? Uh, so we started doing reward, a thing. Right? Do what? Wasn't it like a challenge or a? Or well, no, a we we started doing a thing on the channel called Cold Community Day, which is the final day of every month. And I told people, look, uh, we'll do an hour of this game once a month because that's all I can do. Like that's legitimately all I can do. And people are like, okay. So I played the first time, or really it was, I'm going to play for the first community day. I'll play an hour of this game. I'm not promising anymore. I finished it that hour and I was like, okay, maybe we'll do this once, once a month. So I did it again yesterday uh, for the second hour. And I'm like, it's going to take me fucking months to finish this game. Um, but there's legitimately, I don't, do you guys remember the game that well? Like, do you remember when you walk out of one of the save rooms and the cop is very early on in the game is in a window at the end of the yeah. hall in the garage? Yeah. Right before you go to the garage. Yeah. So I walked out of that, that room and I'm looking around and I didn't, he wasn't there yet. I didn't, uh, I think I didn't answer the phone or something like that, whatever triggers him. So I walked around that entire area and I like had this like uh, heart, this like safety, this feeling of safeness. Right. Where I was like, okay, I can, like, I can run around this area and get all the loot, see whatever. I'm good. Go back in, yeah. answer the phone. Uh, I think Mia calls you or something like that. You walk out the door and I like look to the right. And at the end of that hallway is the figure in the window, but you can't really make it out what it is. And I had like that dead, like the type of fear where your chest hurts <laughs> and you don't move and you're just like, what's oh, cop? <laughs> and I like walk over and I'm like, you're not going to make it very far in this game. I know how this shit goes, but I'm glad to see you. Like it's fucking terrifying for me, man. It, it is not, uh, I'm in, I'm enjoying playing it after the fact, but in the moment it's fucking terrifying. It is legitimately just awful. There's an actual, there's a word that I use that, uh, I got from you. Ever, did you ever read watership down in high school or anything? I'm sure I, yeah, I read the cliff notes probably. <laughs> there, there was a, a word they use called tharn, T-H-A-R-N, which meant which means that like like a deer in the headlights fear, just like <gasps> yes, and it just stops you dead in your track. That's yes, I understand why you don't play horror games if that happens to you. Yes, like, <laughs> while that like that is okay. Yeah, well, and the worst part too is is my uh, my brain is is scarier than the actual game is. Cause I go like, well, if I was playing, I would put a fucking scary creature right here. And then I've gotten pretty good at like calling all the scary stuff, uh, right before it happens. So that softens the blow. But like when you were, uh, when you play as Mia in that video in the first videotape and you're underneath the, the floorboard or whatever, and you get to the thing and then the, the little shoot door closes right in front of you. And you're like, fuck, you walk forward and you read a thing and then the lights all go out. I was just like, I'm closing my eyes. I know that it's about to jump out at me. I'm just going to wait for the sound cue. There it is. Okay, let's open my eyes and see the fucking creature. Yeah. I've had to do that in the VR before. It's terrifying, dude. When you, when you can't turn away. Yeah, that's why, to, that's why VR like, sucks or is good in horror. Because you can't turn away. But no one can see you away. closing your eyes. It's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're like screaming it. No one can see you closing your eyes. It's great. Yeah. Uh, you just reminded me, though, like of a, a game that I uh, just played like the first there's only one chapter released but uh uh it's called poppy playtime or pop is it poppy yeah poppy? i played that is it a horror uh, game poppy's playtime yeah it is poppy just no no possessive poppy playtime um 
and it's just like a, a short experience right now because it's only it's an episodic release is what i'm gathering but it was there were there was a couple of parts in that that were very well done huh very tense and and frightening did uh very sweaty like oh, oh god i uh my mods are telling me i watched a trailer of that during trailer time so i i must have blocked it out of my memory because it was fucking terrifying. There are a few scenes of of let's just go ahead and call it Poppy. There's a few scenes of Poppy moving that were some of the more like have stuck with me since than in any horror game. Really? Like this, oh yeah, dude. Have like, you? The way um, that they do. Oh. Have either of you played the Mortuary's Assistant? No, actually. So that I've watched. Uh, I watched Lyric play that, and I also watched Dan play that. That game. It's a demo funny enough that it's made by like only a handful of devs it's a demo it is fucking terrifying yeah and it's the type of scary that you actually don't know if you're not paying attention you don't see shit and it's it's what zeke uh, was describing from watership down the there's moments watching dan where that he's deer in headlights like oh my fucking god that thing's right there and i didn't see it like that's been on the screen this entire time. I just didn't look up in the top left hand corner to see this guy perched on a fucking wall staring at me. And it like it's 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 woof. It's real. You bad. Remember, uh, it's real. Terrible. I don't know if you guys ever went to the site. Like I think it was called sh- Shit Bricks with an X. <laughs> Shitbricks.com. <laughs> the jump scares. Stuff. It was well. It wasn't. It's not jump scares. It's when you see it. The whole tagline is when you see it, you'll shit bricks. Yeah. And it's like a lot of still images, and you're like. One, I'm wondering what I'm supposed to, see. and then you see like one little part, and you're like, "Oh God!" Yeah, like it just like jumps out, and like, like uh, uh, one of them was uh, you're looking at this like old. I was looking at this old cabin. I'm like, "What am I? What am I supposed to see?" And then like, just right under the like the 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 three steps of the wooden stairs, like leading up to the porch or leading up to the cabin door, you see like Whew. eyes like peeking out yeah man and it it chilling chilling like that kind of shit i love that kind of shit so if it's like that what mortuary assistance that what yeah the mortuary assistant i'm gonna show you uh if i can find the clip i'll just show you this clip real quick wait was that it yes here it is uh does it still work yes okay so this is uh the clip i'm not gonna we're not gonna pause oh, i have it on my wish list I'm not going to pause anything. Also, oh, I've seen this. Yeah. I've seen this yeah. One. This was on, uh, this is from the clip show we did. It was on uh, GameStream Fells. I'm not going to say anything, Zeke. Feel free to watch the clip. It's not spoiler. This won't spoil the game for you. Okay. Okay. In fact, I wouldn't even say it's scary at this yeah. point. I'm not going to play audio or anything. But it's a good example. Yeah. Just, you didn't see it. <laughs> He's just in a room draining a, a cadaver. I saw that. Yeah, Dan freaked the fuck out. <laughs> He's like, so I lo- I so, played a game recently that had a lot of that. I can't remember what it was. Look at it this. Had like look a right ton there. Of, yeah, I know it had a ton of subtle shit like that. Look that they him. don't draw. They don't draw your eye to. Yeah. He's just. He's know, just I love that. And Dan shit, doesn't even notice it because he's staring at the fucking body. There's another moment where he's like perched up on the wall, I think. Yep. Maybe like right when he gets over to the other side. It, it's that type of shit which makes this game like right there. <laughs> he's just staring at you, man. Oh, God. 
Yeah, apparently that's a demo uh, for a full game coming out. So, and that's uh, that's called the Mortuary Assistant for any sickos out there that want to play. <laughs> no, I have it on my wish list. Okay, uh, waiting for it to for the full release to come out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I got my, got my eye on it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll do we're playing again on December thirty first. The the next hour. I think the next hour is where did I save? It was like right after the Mia tape. So I think the I think I'm gonna start going through the like the tight wall spaces with I remember bugs from when you guys played it years ago. Oh so, yeah. Listen, like there's not a lot of shit that like will in a video game that will make me have an involuntary reaction. Like yeah. other than of course jump scares. Jump scares are easy, but yeah. That Resident Evil Seven with their swarms of things. That's where I. That's where I got like. I don't like. It's not a bug that I'm scared. I like like lots it's of swarms bugs, of bugs. It's like I have a fear of like a, a cockroach. Fine. Swarms of things. Mm-mm. That is that is my runaway. Instant cold sweat. And when you have to do that, like. Yeah, I remember that very visibly from your like, playthrough, shit. from Ugh. both of y'all's playthrough. So that's, I think that's where I'm headed next. I don't know. I, everyone in the chat was like, oh, the first hour is the scariest part. So then I started yesterday and I was like, all right, it's not. Oh my God. <laughs> it was not. It gets worse. It's so much worse later on in the game. Uh, yeah. Talking about breaking into a cold sweat that I can only do like four hours of a stream when it includes that. I don't know how you guys did like seven and eight hour streams of that game that's fucking bananas to me that you were just lost in that world for that long i don't know if i did a full like seven or eight like being in vr is it's tiring yeah yeah i think like maybe five six like at max like i don't know i was the only game i got actually like motion sick into really i had like i had it i had it on the movement where it didn't do it like in pie slices where it was continuous yeah that's what and, I'm on. Uh, and after like four hours, like I started feeling a little bit lightheaded. I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then like five minutes later, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like that was not connecting and it flipped a switch up there. And yeah, I went back to the mm. pie slice. It was fine though for the rest of the run. Really enough. I think I'm just on default. So I think it's just, I think I'm just spinning around and continuous. So I don't, to be honest though, I don't spend long enough in a room. <laughs> that game, that game's very much poked my head in. I see a door right there. I'm going to go to that door and I over. Press X, get inside the door. All right. This seems safe enough. <laughs> and then I do the like, Chad, is everything good? Can you guys see? Is it all good? Are we good? There's a lot of stalling when I'm playing in that game. A lot of stalling. It'll be a long playthrough. Yeah. Anyways. I do that a lot in, in those horror games. I look down a hallway and like, not yet turn around and like go go explore every other place and like they're gonna make me go down there oh yeah yeah I, yeah I know when you enter in rooms it's like I have to go in there without question I have to go in there uh what else oh I played uh Rune, I played and finished Rune King and Co I know you started Rune King but then Final Fantasy entered the equation uh I wonder how how is that so Rune King is a very it's a it's a very good game, but it has bugs. Uh, and and some of them are fine. Some of them are like, 
None of them are actually game breaking. I guess there was one soft lock that happened towards the very end of the game where a cutscene just like a character just didn't walk forward and I had to restart like three or four times. Um, but they've been pretty adamant in terms of patching that stuff. Um, I've, I downloaded like five or six patches over the 30 hours it took to finish it. Um, it's very long very game. Hell. Yeah, very long game. And that's only with probably maybe 40% of the side quest stuff. I didn't get any of the legend. I, I got one legendary weapon uh, out of six. Did you also bump up the difficulty? Yes. So I was on the hardest difficulty after the first probably two to three hours. And then the final two to three hours, I bumped the difficulty down. Um, Cause the end of that game definitely expects you to have I've done everything, done everything. Yeah. It expects you to have gone and found legendary weapons, which are quests. It expects you to have finished the bounty board. I was level 29 max levels 30. Um, but to put in perspective, like, a legendary weapon compared to a level 29 weapon is like a thousand attack power difference. Like it's massive. Um, and so the final boss on hardest difficulty, I think had like 130 or 140,000 HP. Um, and on one bump down, it had 110, uh, is, is what I beat it on. And he was still fucking one shotting me on a lot of the characters. <laughs> like He's not, uh, he has some issues. Uh, in terms of how hard he hits on that. But through and through, it's a fantastic RPG. Um, if you're really wanting to know more about a different part of Runeterra, uh, if you watched Arcane, for example, this is uh, Bilgewater, which is kind of like the pirate world of uh, of Runeterra. Um, and it's got some Ionian, which is like, uh, I think, the Asia of Runeterra. Uh, Yasuo's in it. Uh, Ari's in it. If you know these names, Misfortune's in it. And a handful of other characters, which I won't necessarily um, reveal, uh, apart from Alawi, who's also kind of like a main character. Um, yeah, I'll pull up some gameplay of it, but it it's uh, it, it was fantastic. I, I very rarely will spend 30 hours in a game, um, and usually that's a sign of it being enjoyable, and I enjoyed the shit out of this. It was, it was very good. Uh, the combat is also what kept me around. Um, it's turn-based RPG combat, but it's also, they like... If you if you play Battle Chasers, first off, this is from the Battle yeah. Chasers devs. That's a great way to end. This is Battle Chasers Two, the Battle yeah. Chasers Two that Ryan bought. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lot of people would join the stream and be like, "Oh, this is just Battle Chasers with the League of Legends skin." And like, while that sounds very uh, negative, they're not wrong. <laughs> Dude, I love Battle Chasers. I was looking forward to two. I did everything there was. Like, I the Battle Chasers was great. It was a lot of fun. So it, it really and it really fits in the League of Legends world. Like I had a great time with Rune King. Yeah. Did you so you did not finish it, right? Oh no, I okay. I think I did a stream of it. Maybe two. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't do a lot of it. I really enjoyed what I played though. I mean okay. it was it was cool. Lot lots of side content. It was gorgeous. I loved the voice acting. The combat was cool. Like I thought it was very creative how they, they integrated like the lane stuff and everything. Like it was it, it's a very cool game. Yeah. Cool game. It, they they I, know I what they're doing. I really like how Riot is not only expanding into different mediums with their IP, but they're actually doing it pretty freaking tastefully, which is awesome. They're not just like shotgunning it like the Warhammer IP, and you know, like churning out a bunch of stuff. God, that they that's hope a people great, like. yeah. Like they're actually making quality products in different genres and realms, and that's super cool. So, in, in so many ways, Trailer Time, the show where I watch trailers almost every single day of the stream, 
literally lives because of the Warhammer IP. Because there's so many fucking games that they're shipping that out that are maybe one of them in like 200 is actually good. Uh, but there's a new Warhammer trailer for a new game almost every single day. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. Zeke, I know you had questions about it. If you, you were wondering if, uh, if I enjoyed it, I definitely recommend this to anyone that is interested in uh, the League of Legends lore wants more of that world it has a ton of backstory for all these characters um and it's also like and it's all canon so canon is a weird word uh to riot uh i don't know if right, they, sure. like i don't know if they've canonized this yet i want to say it's all yeah. canon uh but some of these stories the are not necessarily like canon but they are i i feel like They've got to, it's got to be some kind of canon because it feels like the whole reason they're doing like the show and these games and stuff like that is to develop their universe. Yeah. So it would be really strange if this stuff was like all one off stuff that wasn't canon because at that point, like some of it would have to be, right? If they ever had like a subsequent thing. It, so if they made like a whole bunch of different histories for different characters and you never know which one is right, that seems like a terrible idea. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, that's that's Riot for the past three years. <laughs> they, have, well, they have messed with a lot of canica- or canonical stuff uh, over the past yeah. couple of years. And uh, you're right in the, in the sense that Arcane is them starting to hopefully go down that path of like canonizing everything and keep it uh, canonical. Yeah. Make, making an actual universe instead of just a bunch of themed characters for a, a, you know, a MOBA, essentially. Which is right. where it started. Correct, yeah. Yeah, it, it's all... From from my perspective, it's them doing things like this, doing things like Arcane, building out that IP in that world because it's all leading up to their MMO, right? That, yeah, that's, that's where exactly. This is all, I was, I'm hoping all that a lot of this is laying the foundation for the MMO. I am super interested in the MMO. I am you and me so, both. <laughs> I'm so hoping that they're not just going to try to pull a reskin WoW kind of situation, and that they're actually going to like bring something interesting and 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 super cool to the genre. Yeah, but even if they just reskin WoW, I mean it it. it It'd still be a lot of fun, but I, I'm hoping they do something kind of genre forward pushing. Yeah, it's I don't know if you've noticed it, it's somewhat of a tangent, but uh, there's a lot of MMOs being made right now and not just like crowdfunded MMOs like Marvel announced they're doing an MMO made from the company, uh, the City of Heroes and City of Villains devs and DC Universe devs, I think. Yeah, I was going to say DC Universe, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like people are kind of getting back into MMOs, uh, which is really w- wild to see. I think they've realized that it's really fucking hard to make a game as a service when you can just go back to the original. That's an MMO. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a game <laughs> with a service without calling it that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think this is all leading to that, but, uh, yeah, yeah Zeke, I think it's great. I, it's fantastic. You've, you very quickly, like none of the characters are bad in terms of their design. Uh, they're all very strong in their perspective um, roles. And you can also like uh, change a character's role because of the way that the game builds them out. So there's a root, there's multiple systems. There's a, you get abilities, right? You have three abilities that cost no resources. You eventually get six abilities that cost resources, but the way that they work mana in this game, uh, which I thought is a very clever way of, of managing this. And I, Co, you'll have to tell me if this was in Battle Chasers or not. When you attack, you basically get 10 free mana for that fight. So then you can use an ability rather than having to worry about hoarding mana on that character. 
And so some most abilities cost like 20 mana. So you attack twice, then you can cast an ability, and you won't be penalized for using mana in that fight. It'll just use the overcharge, essentially. Um, yeah. And so it makes it so you don't get in situations where you're like, well, I'm just going to like melee all these guys so I can save mana for a fight because I didn't bring enough mana pots into this dungeon, blah, 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 blah. And so it's really clever how they handle that. Um, and I think it's a fantastic system because there's also ways where it's like, if you take damage on, uh, this character's name is Alawi. She's a tank. Uh, she eventually gets a way to, if you take damage, you will build overcharge every time you take damage. And so then you just have like unlimited mana, for instance, on that character where you don't have to worry and about you get mana synergies, pots. Like you put that with the fact that you can taunt. Like yep. I use the big guy with the shield as my tank. So you Brom, know, he, would, yeah. he would gain overcharge on taunt. First thing I would do is taunt at the beginning of the fight, let that build up, start buffing and getting overcharged. My other guys. Like lots of different ways to play, which is really cool. I actually think you really like this game, Zeke, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's definitely a lot of fun. Also, to go back to your original question about battle changers, our battle chasers. Uh, the overcharge mechanic definitely is not, not that I remember at all. I okay. completely forgot. Chat actually told me that, uh, yeah, it looks like an overcharge style mechanic was also battle. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's it's smart. I'm, I'm I don't glad think they, they did anything over. with the lane stuff, though. The lane stuff is new. Yeah, so you, you yeah, can I'm also sure seek... Uh, new. When you use like a, an ability that costs mana, you can put mm -hmm. it into a speed, a balanced, or you see at the bottom of the screen right there, the speed is the top yep. lane. Balance is where all of it uh, goes in the center. And then bottom is power. And so depending mm. on which lane you put it in, it'll either do less, the same, or more damage. And depending on how you have that ability specced via another system in the game, it'll do certain things. Uh, and so I had one character, or uh, the character here in the center, her AoE heal, mm. if you use that in the speed lane, then it will also cleanse all of the targets that it heals but only if you use it in the speed lane. So it'll heal for less, but it'll also cleanse and get rid of debuffs on the characters. Um, and so you make little decisions like that as well. And on top of that, okay. not only <clears throat> does speed and power affect uh, or, or have little passes on it, but it also actually speeds up the skill or uses more power. If you look in the bottom of the screen, every time you do an action, it, it takes a certain amount of time before it fires. Right. And that's like a different mechanic in the game. Not only is it turn-based, but then you're also trying to balance speed and power with getting in before enemy attacks. There's also like, you see that green square down there. If you can land in the square, you'll get a buff. So sometimes even if you don't need the power attack, it might be advantageous just to slow it down a little bit, make it go further on the timeline. So you get like a buff or more importantly, avoid a buff. Some of those you want to make sure you're not in like poison gas and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a very cool little element that kind of adds even more strategy on top of it. Yeah. And bosses start introducing things where it's like, if you're in this, you die. So <laughs> you need to go to oh, the, the other lanes uh, <laughs> type situations. Uh, or uh, you only can deal damage to the boss if you're in this lane type situation. Um, and there's little, like, you have to read about all that type of stuff. Um, like for this, I, I think in the top right, uh, it says a speed lane attack will disarm the bomb on death this mob will deal heavy damage to all champions. So you have to kill it with a speed lane attack or else you're just going to take a shit ton of damage and have to heal afterwards. Um, so they do a lot of that type of stuff. I, I had a great time with it. It's 30 bucks. I think on any given, on a normal playthrough, it took me about 31 hours. If you do everything in the game, I've heard it takes upwards of around 40. So uh, the price is great uh, for that amount of content. Um, and the stories, you know, it's, it's not uh, on the level of arcane uh or anything like that but it's not bad 
right? It's completely serviceable, um, especially if you don't know the characters because you get to learn their backstory. Um, there are some like and twists and voice. turns. And it's all voiced. It's voiced by like the Critical Role cast. It's in this game. Mercer, Laura Bailey, Liam, they're all in there. They all play main characters uh, as well as other uh, fantastic voice actors. Well, I was, guy. I was all for it, <laughs> but not no more. Mercer actually has two roles in this and game. And do it. So I would say. Oh, I really? Do Only it. two this time? Yeah. Only two. No, I okay. would say don't do it. I would say don't do it. <laughs> uh, Mercer does play the villain or a villain. Funny enough. So I don't know if that helps. He's always a villain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, boy. No, speaking of uh, like League of Legends stuff, um, there, uh, I. First thing I opened up today when I opened up the uh, the server or the whatever the launch launcher, oh, it yeah. says that Sil- Silco is coming to TFT. Yeah, Silco from Arcane is coming to TFT. Is he is is Silco in the League he of Legends? Not. <clears throat> TFT is getting the first introduced in Arcane. Yes, brand new character introduced in Arcane. Awesome. Yeah, he's going to TFT. Very cool. Yeah, yeah that Silco I think they said. Uh, They've already said what role the next league character that they're, they're introducing is, but I don't know if they've announced the name. So it it could be Silco in that role. I want to say it was a an AD character, but I'm not. I, I shouldn't speak uh, without <laughs> knowing it for sure. Um, Chat saying a jungler from the void is who the new character is. So I don't know. We will see. Hey, I really want to watch the Starfield trailer, and I'm not doing a trailer time today. Do you guys want to watch a seven-minute Starfield trailer? Sure. I don't know what the hell's in this, but it's seven minutes of Starfield. And I think they're showing this because they're going to show gameplay at the Game Awards. I bet you that's what happened. Really? That's my hypothesis. I don't really have any actual information on that, but I'd be uh, curious to see it. Let me uh, give you guys some audio here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Why are you so tiny? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you just... <laughs> Zoom. Bye. Oh, my you God. Later, buddy. Because you're in the group, the mouse's OBS doesn't handle this very well. I I'll just get to this Nistinian. in just a second. Dragon jump. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Here's the trailer. I think there's a lot of... Uh... World premiere. Thank you. I think the one thing people underestimate about video games oh, well. is that people think it's just playtime but i always say that the one thing video games can give you that nothing else in entertainment can is that feeling of pride right look what i did and even though we want to make a game that is very big and is very long you can play for all of those years it's all the paths you didn't take that make it special to you that you feel (laughs) like when you finish that quest that you feel that you accomplished something that week. The people who love video games can always say like, you know, what'd you do today? I saved the world. What? Oh, uh, There we go. I don't want to block subtitles. We've been incredibly lucky to work with such a tight group of people for so long. Like we're all friends. It's like a second family in a way. We all sort of know or get what a Bethesda game is. No, we're not There's actually upside who's down. Who's been working together for decades <laughs> and knows how to make a BGS game. And then there's this 
you know, new generation of game developers who are coming in and working at BGS who grew up on those games those people made. For some people, those are the games that got them to go into the industry in the first place. And what- I'm gonna pause. Would we interview Todd Howard if he wanted to come on the show? Would, would we be like, Co, would you? I would love to interview him. I just don't know if Co could <laughs> like not. I mean, like, how would that go? Would you guys be interested in that? Here's the thing. Dude, fuck I, yeah. I would be fine with it. Like, I think it'd be fine. But I mean, it's just like he's he's the face of Bethesda. Yeah. So it would, it would like, we would probably get a list a mile long of things we couldn't talk about well dude we like, had would, phil on the show man i mean yeah we Phil's didn't get a list of things we couldn't ask there man phil and todd are two different things they are I mean, two I, different no, but they're both in like a position of power right about, really. yeah i just wouldn't want to see it turn into like a commercial you know what i mean like that would be my biggest concern like if, if we if i would want to see the list of what we can't talk about and, and and see if it would turn too much into a commercial it's true i mean he really has become a marketeer let's be real like he True. he is he is a marketing guy, like so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that's possible, Chat. I'm just. I was just. Curious. Oh, of course, no, 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 no. Yeah. We're, we're just we're just talking. What I love about that is those people come in. I'd love in to. Though. For the record, for the record, most likely they love I would the love worlds it. too, yeah. and they want to stay true to those worlds that they grew up on, and so we're still able to maintain what a BGS game is, but continue to evolve. I think we underestimate how long people are going to play it. You look at Skyrim. We're sitting here 10 years later and it keeps having this life and it changes how you want to create something. That still blows like my mind. Sort of have still play two lives, right? Like we create this game and we put everything we can possibly put into it and tell the stories we want to tell and build this world that's sort of a setup that when we hand it off to the players, they play it, but then they take it and make it their own. They tell their own stories and then they make their own stories with our tools. I think it's the hallmark of our games that you know you play it and my experience is going to be different than yours i'm going to come in and tell you a funny story about something that happened to me you may never have seen that because just a confluence of events and i think that helps with the longevity and it helps with that feeling of community in a lot of ways it is a world that you get transported to that you can really make your own. And that's where, Starfield, you right? know, for me, the magic yeah, is, yeah, uh, you know, to uh, do it yeah. for two decades, it's <laughs> close to that. The same question. So much of our group, there's a big trust there. I mean, it's called that uh, we know how we solve into the Starfield. together. We were doing Morrowind. Almost halfway through it. And we haven't started talking about Starfield. That that's why that. I think we, they're we ramping up of, the marketing to see gameplay next What are the other types of worlds we want to go to? And obviously Fallout was at the top of the list. You know, if we could, if we could do that and that, you know, magically, luckily came true for us and right behind that was you know science fiction oh here we go going to space thinkers of magic in just defying gravity and taking off from a planet like that's it's extremely difficult human endeavor yeah a lot of our games are about exploration and that's sort of like that's the ultimate exploration is what's what's out there what's past earth right so it's incredibly exciting for us to work on something like that I feel like every time we come to a game, we're starting fresh. We're saying, okay, we just did that one. That's over. How do we make it better in every way? It's got a more realistic science-based backing to it. Whereas Skyrim is sort of a, you know, an epic fantasy. This is a more grounded uh, game and a grounded setting about exploration. So I think that 
gives us a different take on how we make everything. So that's sort of the thing you latch onto when we're, we're making new areas, making environments, making characters. The mechanics of the world are entirely different, but there are similarities. And I think those, you know, those are things we like. Like we like playing first person. We like having all the coffee cups. We like being able to touch everything. Those moments make, make the whole thing believable. Being able to watch the sunset and nighttime come and just sit there and watch the world go by seems like it's not gameplay, but it is vital to how you feel through the rest of it. I also think that because it's based in a more realistic yeah. atmosphere, is like you, know, you have a lot of people on our team who are super into certain things like robotics Ooh, or robot. you know, engineering, and, and they can use this lifetime of knowledge they have gathered and then use it in their work. Everyone comes from you know these different areas and brings stuff to the game that can make it in, and it all it all matters, you know, from the rocks to the the clutter to you know what the spacesuits look like. It's you know based on people's experience and sort of learning about how things work in the world and trying to apply it in a way that's believable for this universe. Yeah, it starts feeling so real to us. Like all you're saying, we do all that stuff, but then concepting like everything they eat or the toys the children play with, or what are their bedtime stories? What is their art? What is their history? What is their entertainment? It is a universe, not just a game. There has to be an emotional trigger that occurs. And I think as time has gone on, we're able to paint an even better picture that triggers that emotional thing. We always have that step out moment into the world, so to say. Technology's changed, we've all changed. So our expectations when loading up a game, like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step out and there's gonna be this moment. Us being able to do that and have it feel new every generation, every game, is something that is really special about what we do. I like to say that Starfield has two step out moments. It's cryptic. Our process <laughs> of okay. making it is, is a journey for us that is very, very rewarding. And coming to Starfield, everybody's starting over and saying, what would you want to do? What does going to space mean to you? And everybody comes back to the same one. I want to see what's out there. But we can't start well, our journey today. Not today, uh, but yeah, well, it should have been in quotes. Start your journey today. <laughs> 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 huh so i think if you look at do they have a grand shot of this i think you don't make this set unless they're going to use it again so i think we're going to see more oh I, oh yeah trailers soon from this especially if this game's going to ship next year right like this game's coming out next year i think that's confirmed so I think it's going to be there at uh, the Game Awards. Also, didn't they, was Starfield, like, quote, shown for the first time last E3? Is that right? At their conference? Or was that at the Xbox conference? That was at the Xbox conference, that. if I recall correctly. Yeah. yeah. Like, last year, they made a huge hubbub yeah. about it, so. Yeah, Xbox. We'll see. We'll see if it's there next I week. have to admit, like, I, there, it's 
first of all, that was very, that was very uh, self self appreciating. There's a lot <laughs> yes. of uh, of a lot of a lot of uh, horn horn self horn tooting. Yes, that was going on there, which is, I mean, you know, it's okay. Um, they were smelling their own fart. There was a bit. Yeah. There was a bit. And Todd of, had some beans before that. <laughs> gaseous inhalation. Absolutely. Um, I, I will say that there, there there was a lot of very lofty stuff said, like like very kind of high level stuff. But I do have to admit, like a lot of the things they were saying at core, I do agree are what separate a really good gaming experience from just another RPG. Like, like that, that is, that is kind of encouraging to hear if they really are going at it with that perspective, the whole, like putting yourself in your character's shoes, you know, experiencing the world, how they would with their art and everything, like what the bedtime stories would they tell? Also, I really like what he said about how, like, sometimes gameplay for some people is just existing in the world. Right. Because I absolutely agree with that. Like sometimes just running around the world and experiencing it is the best parts of games like that. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's that's all good, and the pictures are pretty. Um, I, I have to say that everything I've seen from it, like, none of it looks Gamebryo, which is really weird. Like, I'm very, I'm really wondering what this game's going to look like. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, like, you know, it it, it very clearly is is marketing-directed, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I, it's, it's that situation where it's like, I want to be excited for it, you know? I want to be excited for it, but at the same time, there's a part of me that's just like, <laughs> you know better. You've <laughs> like, 76 well, times yeah, in the past, that, and I can't don't take listen to Todd's one. sweet lies. What, you know, what, what, like, was I, it 76 that, that made you think you you know better? Was that the the one? Yeah, that, or was I it mean, Fallout I mean, not, 4? Was, not, it, was it more of that? Like, what? Not, it's, 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 it's just a combination. It's, it's the, it's the most recent, like, thing. Fallout yeah. 4, you know, Fallout, Fallout 4 made some, some really unfortunate design decisions that kind of affected it. 76 was an absolute mess. And what's even more concerning about 76 is, in my opinion, the stuff that saved 76 goes completely against what they said the game was being made for at the beginning. I remember when they first released 76 and they were like, we're never going to put NPCs because we want the player to create this story and blah, blah. And it just didn't work. Yeah. It, it didn't work so hard that they then made a huge point of adding them in later. And it's just like, that's eh, a little concerning. That's a little, that's a little, you know, like this is the thing that made it work is basically the opposite of what you were trying to do. Okay. Like that's a little worrying. Um, and then it took them, you know, a year and a half to actually make the game like presentable playable thank I, you said it i didn't yeah but anyway it's you know i don't want to play i don't have my disclaimer handy um <laughs> but yeah it's the kind of it's it's um i just i i again i want to be on board with this i want i want a big open world delicious deep rpg i'm just there's so many there's red there's just flags everywhere there's flags everywhere i want to get invested i want to <clears throat> get hyped i want to get excited but there's just there's flags everywhere yeah i think uh it, it's interesting uh, as as streamers and i think just as anyone that plays video games these days i i see so much like cynicism and even i am cynical about so many things uh and in the past like two to like four years there's been so many different games that have bolstered that feeling i hope we're over that hump <laughs> i hope we're like approaching the the thing where we that like starts to fade uh because it really gets to be a lot but 
uh, you know, Cyberpunk, I think, was the, the latest. Uh, well, actually, I guess Battlefield and maybe Halo. Battlefield is the degree. latest. Yeah, Battlefield's yeah. probably and the, best, the latest. And, and, well, and then Rockstar with the GTA stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, right. A company that made fun of Cyberpunk for its terrible release then releases their GTA Definitive Edition. And it's yeah. just like, what do you even do at that point, you know? Um, New World new world stuff and i mean oh god that yeah, that is just know, a you're, continuing you're cacophony of it like what i would like if that if game companies took a step back and said what we need to focus on is releasing quality products <laughs> i think i think that's that would that could really help right the ship yeah well it's it's i rami's probably watching and screaming somewhere uh, <laughs> about this but uh, games are getting so expensive and they take so much time. I think it's hard to like release them on anything but like a five to six year thing, a uh, five to six year period of actually making a game and investors want like a game every two, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like the people that want the money uh, that like actually have stock in all these companies want returns on that stock faster uh it's capitalism in a nutshell but it yeah it's always been that way like the music industry was is another great example it's like we signed you where's our fucking album yeah what we need like, let's we need. let's rush this art let's rush this like yeah. okay that'll make it we good need product, for sure a bunch of rich people to get together and they make a pillar the okay. gaming collective okay and what the gaming collective does is they only hire on studios to make quality products they give them all the money they need to do it. They give them all the time they need to do it. And then we know every product that comes from the gaming collective that's funded by it is a quality, awesome thing. And more importantly, since they'd be flush with cash, these companies wouldn't have to worry about money or anything like that. Like, basically, we just need, like, some kind of giant bankroll. Like, we're going to save gaming. <laughs> okay, Co is not describing Tencent. No, come on. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. I vote... Also, Tencent's in a bad way. I, did you guys see that news where China basically said I'm with Tencent. Comrade Carnage. I'm with Comrade <laughs> Carnage here. Did I you think see what, this is a good idea. Did y'all see what China told Tencent? They basically said, "Oh yeah, fucking Dude, stop." China like just stop. stop. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. China's pissed. That's fucking. China's pissed, and they're bringing in their their, That's their crazy. guys to be like, "You can't make new apps." Yes. Like, we're like, we need to, I, do you think they're trying to involve themselves more with Tencent? So, Is that what's going on? No, the the reason that I saw, uh, at least in, in the news that I covered about it, is they have a, uh, they have a, they have a, uh, a WhatsApp uh, parallel called, uh, I don't remember the exact name. Is it WeChat? I think it's WeChat. Uh, and basically China wants in on that app uh, because Tencent, I think, was selling the data from that to other countries. And China said, like, you're going to give us a piece of this. And you're also going to let us most likely spy on this behind closed doors. Uh, and I think that was the majority of why they went in after all that shit. So said, when everyone was super concerned about dealing with Chinese companies because they were concerned that the government could step in and manipulate their products, the government is stepping in and manipulating Tencent's products? That's correct, yes. <laughs> That's correct. That's 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 super okay to hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it also I mean, to me it speaks volumes the fact that they fucking told Tencent to just <gasps> stop. They literally said you are not able to release any more apps. You will not be able to just stop. 
And Tencent was like, okay, I guess we're just going to stop for a while. And what else are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's, yeah, yeah. it's wild. It's wild. That's a funny thing. Yes. As Chad is, Chad is one giant surprise Pikachu face over this. As they should be. I mean, whoever as thought they should that be companies that, that spy on things this is crazy what was that game that was a hit for a while where the, the big circles ate the littler circles and got bigger snake it was like snake it's snake essentially i know what you're talking yeah. about but it wasn't called snake but that's what it is yeah. it was like it, like an io game right it's agar agario yep that's what it was um that's uh, how long do you think until it's just Walmart presented by Tencent. Oh, we're already. I mean, we're close. <laughs> like it's just one company left. If you really want to see uh, and get depressed, there's like you can go find some of those charts that show you how many companies own the entire world. Essentially, it's it boils down to like thirteen or twenty three or something. It's yeah, Disney's in there. Disney's one of them. So, anyways, let's end mm-hmm. this on a happier note and not uh, talk about how much uh, we're all just fucked because capitalist society. Uh, <laughs> 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 let's wrap up these shout outs and call it a show because i have to go take a nap because i have to adjust my sleep schedule for friday and that involves a three-hour nap uh staying up till 5 a.m sleeping and then fucking all up because it's not gonna work because this never works uh but we'll see how it goes uh let's do some shout outs zeke you want to start us off yes i would love to start us off Thank you very much, first of all, for uh, all of you out there for watching every week. My name is Ezekiel the Third. You can find me at or slash Ezekiel underscore III, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, or Ezekiel the Third all spelled out on Instagram and TikTok. If you like little short snippets of videos, uh, they get posted there as well. Uh, I will be not streaming after uh, today, but I will be streaming tomorrow uh, and for the foreseeable future at 10 a.m. Pacific every day. I'll be finishing up Lost Judgment, which I would have loved to have talked about, but we had we got sidetracked, man. It's all good, it's but uh, just it'll plain, be better because I'll I'll have a full like it'll be finished. It's Todd's fault. Todd, Todd Rude. He's never he's not welcome on this show. That's what Zeke's saying. He's putting his foot down. That's right. Except I I do want to touch his curly hair, so you know, like I want to get lost in those luscious anyways uh i'll be finishing lost judgment tomorrow i have switched over to the english vo for anybody who wants to lurk and uh doesn't understand japanese i will be having the english vo on for the remainder of the game because it's easier for you guys to to, uh you know listen and it's easier for me to uh so i don't have to i can read chat while the game is going i did change and then after that i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i have no idea i have games like a list of games so okay jp take it take it off my name card i want to know what i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a list of three oh, games oh, and i want you to here, tell me which wise. which one i should play next okay um okay uh primordia stasis uh michigan report from hell being that I you know any of those, I I have not heard any of these names. <laughs> I'm I'm hearing things right now. Hold on. I I don't. Uh, is he, speak up. Uh, random voice in my head. Stasis. Ah, loud and clear. Uh, with that one, I think you should play the primordial one. Okay. I think that's okay. what. Came in. 
We got a lot of votes for Michigan report from I, hell. But I heard the, Jason. The was that was, an option? Was Jason an option? I think that's what was said. No, you're you're talking about Stasis, the the game from the guys that made Beautiful Desolation, right? The the South South African brothers. Brotherhood. Uh, I believe so. Because it's an older game. Not only have I not played that, I've heard it's awesome. I'd love to hear your opinion on it. And they're actually working on Stasis Two Bone Totem right now. Which yeah, is the Brotherhood is, soon. is the name of the <laughs> yeah. There's a yep, game called me. Bone Totem. Point click own totem all right you gotta play stasis I'm, I'm back on board no apparently yeah. it's really cool and and I'm, i haven't really like found someone who's played it that i that i can talk to so i'd, I'd love to hear your opinion on it if you end up trying it. okay no it's definitely on my list it uh really the, the problem stasis. with a michigan report from hell is in order for me to play it legally i had to have a i have to be able to get it on a platform of some sort gog or steam or i have to emulate it but i have the physical copy mm. and the physical copy Hard to fucking find, man. Hundreds of dollars for a physical copy of that game. You have game. it. You've got one. Oh, Steam, does, Steam does have it. Oh, oh, you don't have the physical. I thought I copy. looked. Jesus. I thought I was pretty sure I looked. Re. Yeah, it doesn't have a Michigan report from hell. Well, I'm oh, you're sure. probably talking about Asus. No, I'm talking about Michigan report from hell. Yeah, I'm sure uh, if, if if a viewer has it, talk to Zeke. He'd love to play it on the stream. And then I'll send it back to you. Yeah, send it to me. He probably won't send it back. I'd love, to you. I'd love that. Send it to my email. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to derail us. No, no, not not a problem. Co, do some shoutouts. Sure. Hi, my name is Co. Good to see if I haven't met you. Uh, I am currently playing uh, Final Fantasy 14 in the evenings. We're going to be doing, I think, the winning dungeon tonight. Maybe some more stuff in a little bit. Tomorrow, we are taking a special look at a pre-release build of Elix 2. So if you want to check out Elix 2, it's going to be tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Then on Friday at 8 a.m. ET, we're going to be jumping into the queue for Endwalker. I'll be hanging in there for a little bit. Hopefully not too long. We're going to be doing Endwalker then. And uh, then probably a whole lot of Endwalker main story quest until we begin our Halo Infinite Legendary 100 Cosent run. Uh, we're going to see how that goes. Probably going to be very wait. You're very filled. Yeah. I got played legendary. I think I'm going to try legendary solo. I think we're going to start on legendary at least. Okay, it's going to be thing. <laughs> I'm thinking about doing like death rolls and stuff, but I heard it's going to be pretty bad. Like, <laughs> apparently on legendary, you can't even like get out in like if you get out of cover, you die essentially. That's right. correct. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My hope is at that least in Halo is, Two, that's how it was. This might be completely different. Here's here, here's my hope. This is a more open world Halo. So my hope is that they reward you <laughs> for going to optional places. So my, my hope uh, we'll is see. that that will somehow, yeah. I would love to use the grappling hook. It would be unfortunate if like the second you use it, you just get killed Dude, in the air where you're going. All I'm saying so we'll see. in Halo 2 on Legendary, you remember when you got to New Mombasa and they had those snipers that were real far away? Yeah, if you were out in the I'm open, sorry, right? those guys one-shot you. And it was about it Mombasa. Was, is it new Mombasa? Yeah. Mombasa. No, we'll see. Okay. Anyway, yeah. it's it's up. Good luck with that. And then uh, Warframe. I'm, I'm yeah. going to be playing the new War Two. As oh, we didn't get to see the the trailer. Oh yeah, we'll we didn't watch it. Yeah, uh, we'll watch it next week. I, I'm definitely yeah. It's really really cool. Um, so definitely definitely. When does that come out? Fifteenth. I want to say. I think it's. Have they announced the time? Yeah. I want to say it's it this month. All platforms December fifteenth, twenty twenty one. There we go. December 15th. 
so I gotta say, I am two Wednesdays am from now. Fully, 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 fully on board with New War. I've been looking forward to New War for years. So the best part of Warframe, by far, in my opinion, is the quest in the world. So this they, is like the, the the next big quest world thing since their planet unveiling a lot back. So yeah, I'm 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 here for it. Someone in chat asked, did they talk about Ludwig going to YouTube? Did you guys hear about that? Yes, we did. Oh well, I think. I thought that we made mention of that last. No. Can we just that this now? week or last week? Co wrote it. He just wrote it. He just, he's too, you know. He's he's clocked out. We're nine minutes over three, and his silly Sally momentary is. Are we still? Are we still? I think we're, we're still, still recording. We're still we're recording. Still live. Yeah, yeah. We'll, I guess we'll be back next week. I guess, I mean, we'll see if we have some more people. I'm out of here. I'm out of this